Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. hosts jason and cody i'm jason and i'm cody and this is episode 10 of the talking disney podcast and what's going on cody oh not much jason how are you doing i am doing great uh it's been a what two weeks since we got to record though so i'm anxious to get started it's been uh, for i don't know about you for me it's been a crazy two weeks yeah i know we couldn't record last week and our schedule's just uh wouldn't allow it. I was down in Colorado for Saturday and Sunday. And uh, so I couldn't record and I know, I know you had stuff going on. So yeah, I was actually having a social life for once that won't interfere all the time. Okay. So that's kind of a once in a lifetime, just once in a lifetime, one, one social night. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can't once every three weeks, maybe Okay, every three months. I mean, we, yeah, you can't, you can't be having a social life and doing a podcast at the same time. It just can't happen. No, it's one or the other. Yeah. You got to choose. So so it looks like this weekend you made your choice. So that's good. Yeah. Well, my, my choice is made for me most weekends. But. Uh, well, that's all right. That's right. You're still young. You got a lot of time for some social life. So what are we going to talk about this week? We are going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff this all week. Right. Well, yes, some fun, some probably not so fun for people. Uh, we'll get into the, the fun stuff in a yeah, minute. We'll- <laughs> Um, but we're going to start with some Star Wars Galaxy's Edge reservations. I know you wanted to talk about that, so let's hear what you got to say. As many of you may know, if you are in the California or in the western part of the United States and you frequent Disneyland, you most likely know that this last Thursday, I have no idea what day that was. Hold on. What's the second? It was the second. This last Thursday, May 2nd, reservations for Galaxy's Edge went, I don't want to say for sale, but I guess you could say went live. Went live is um, a good word, yeah. Yeah, so gal- reservations for Galaxy's Edge went live on May 2nd, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, I believe the instructions and the information on how to do everything was released at 8 a.m. and then... They went live at 10 a.m. on the 2nd. And um, it's an important distinction that I'm not saying that they, you know, were being sold. You know, they weren't released for sale at 10 a.m. Because these were free, non-paid-for reservations. Uh, They were open to the general public pretty much on a first-come, first-served basis. Um, You either got one or you didn't. Um, Through that avenue of obtaining one, at least... um, you are still able to obtain a reservation to Galaxy's Edge if you book a hotel stay um, at one of the Disneyland Resort hotels. Um, you'll get a reservation for Galaxy's Edge for one of your nights, one of your days that you're there at the hotel. Um, I don't know if it'll necessarily be that that first day after your first night. I'm sure they're probably going to do it 
on whichever day they think is best, but you're guaranteed a reservation if you stay at the hotel. Right. Cause those are still available. Cause well, prior to May 1st or May 2nd, that's the only way you were able to get a reservation. Yes. If you had a, uh, already booked or booked a stay at one of the Disneyland resort hotels that came with, uh, one of those days you were able to get in. And I think a couple of days before that people who or a couple of days before May 1st, people who had reservations started receiving emails, um, with the with their with their details prior to the general release to the public on May 2nd. I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but with that being said, the the general release of reservations to the general public, those um became no longer available. Again, I don't really want to say sold out cuz no one's paying for these. Um but they became booked up uh within 2 hours of them being released. As far as from what I've been able to see. That's, I heard the two hour mark was about when they, uh, for lack of a better word, I'll say sold out. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anyone really has a clear idea on how many Disney put out there. Um, I wouldn't hold your breath for them doing a second wave of these. And it's like, oh, you know what? We're going to put out some more reservations. We're going to do it just like we did last time. I doubt that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure they knew going into it on Thursday. These are how many reservations we're going to put up there for grabs. Once they're gone, they're gone. And if you don't get one, you have to book at the hotel or wait until after the actual opening day. Right. Do you know what? Well, you have to wait till. Well, I guess it wouldn't be no. the actual opening day. June, Cause I'm pretty sure June 20 reservations is still the actual opening day, right. but yeah, regular people are, I don't want to say regular people. People don't have reservations. They, they won't be able to get it into the, that part of the park until June 24th. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two hours. What do you think about that? That's pretty crazy. That is, that is crazy. I know there was, I was obviously, I wasn't trying to get a reservation. You could talk about your, your experience here in a minute, but uh, I was just watching Facebook and uh, people getting ready, you know, logged in, getting the, uh, the this page is busy kind of do not close, do not refresh. So I assume just yeah. when, when you were able to get through, it just popped up on your screen. So you had to be watching. I heard stories of people uh, that logged in right at 10 o'clock and by 1015, they had the reservation. I heard some that were waiting, you know, they logged in at eight to read the instructions and at, at 1045, they still hadn't been able to get a reservation. So I don't know. Uh, obviously there was, there was a, a lot of people, uh, trying to get on to get their reservations. Um, yeah. So I don't know if obviously you got to wait in line, uh, that, that, that virtual line. And I don't know why some would get in quicker than others, but maybe depending on, I don't know, the system you're on computer versus phone or maybe how fast your internet is. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not really sure how any of that works. I will never know, but it would be interesting to know how many reservations they did right. um, release. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll hear that, though. <laughs> no. no. Um, but nevertheless, however many reservations they put out there, I ended up finding myself on one of those reservations. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> um, and I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity to be able to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge before the general public opening, I guess, if you want to right. call it during this. Cause they, I don't know, they're calling this three week session where it's reservation only kind of like it's preview opening. Right. 
Um, so, but to, so to be able to go during this preview stage of the opening of the land is is really quite incredible, especially with um the caliber that this land is supposed to be on. I mean, they're chalking this up to be the greatest thing that Walt Disney Imagineering's ever done as far as a land for one of their theme parks and all of the and everything that's gone into it as far as atmosphere, ride, shops, food, just the whole nine yards. Everything is just supposed to be the extra mile. Um, and so I ended up finding myself on one of these inter- reservations. I, I wasn't one of these people that went on and tried to do it. I had a crazy, crazy, crazy week at work. And um, it was honestly the last thing on my mind that Thursday It's like, I knew what was going on that Thursday just from being on Facebook and seeing different things and some of the issues people are, were having. And, and we'll get to that here in a minute. But, um, I got a text, um, a little after 1145, um, uh, mountain time. And it was from a friend of the podcast, James, shout out to James. And he says, Hey, I got a reservation for Galaxy's Edge this morning and they allowed me to add up to five people on the reservation, including him, which is the reservation holder. And he included me on that reservation as part of the five people. And it kind of blew me away when I first got that text because it was the last thing I was expecting. He didn't, didn't let me know, you know, beforehand that he was thinking about doing this and I honestly didn't think he would even try. I mean, I don't know. That's silly of me. Knowing James the way I know him, I should have known that he was going to try. I think a day day or two or maybe a couple days before, I knew he was going to try to – he he had mentioned to me that he was going to try to try to get him. But he didn't say anything about – he just said he was going to try to log in and try to to get some reservations. So, Yeah. And see, so, and I had no idea. So it was a complete surprise to me. And I feel very grateful that he thought, um, thought to include me in that. So, um, thank you again, James, for, for thinking of me and, and including me in this. I, I very much look forward to it and I know we're going to have a lot of fun and, and that means really good things for the Talking Disney podcast, because now the Talking Disney podcast is going to have a representative in the preview opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland on June 9th. Yeah, so we can expect some details, some pictures. Uh, yeah, okay. So I'm th- going gonna, I'm gonna to throw myself under the bus here. Um, I haven't, no one's complained as far as I know, either on our Facebook or written us an email to complain, but I, I said a few weeks back after my trip to Disneyland that I was going to post pictures from my trip, um, specifically about like the menu over at, Lamplight Lounge because I was very impressed with like some of the artwork and stuff in the menu and I never posted those pictures so I apologize um, but I will be taking lots of pictures I'll be taking videos if I can get it there's gonna be I expect the land to be quite busy I expect a lot of people to be live streaming but if I can get through onto our Facebook and do a live stream I will try to do that also so I'll, I'll be active on the Facebook page that morning, Sunday, June 9th, letting everyone know kind of the, the process I'm going through. I'll be active on, on Facebook. I'll try to be active on Twitter. Um, 
but you know, expect lots of pictures, maybe not during the four hours that I'm there, but I'll be taking them and I'll be posting them later, um, and videos and things. And I'll try to get a live stream on there so you guys can check it out too. But yeah. And then after, um, on that June, that weekend of June 8th, 9th, we won't have a show cause I'll be actually gone too. You'll be at Disneyland. I'll be camping. So, uh, the following weekend, which is June 15th, 16th, we'll record one of those days. And so I'm sure one of the main topics will be about your trip uh, to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk yeah. about. I mean, both the attractions will not be open. Um, we don't know as of right now when the Rise of the Resistance attraction is going to open. Um, but the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run attraction where you get to pilot the Millennium Falcon and, or be a gunner or an engineer or whatever, that attraction will be open. So we will ride that and I will have my thoughts and opinions and hopefully pictures of the queue and you know, all that sorts of good stuff too, um, for you guys. And we're going to try to get some food while we're there. Uh, maybe I can get some blue milk or some green milk, let you know how that tastes. And I'm hoping to get my hands on a lightsaber too. I I'm seeing that they're going to be like 160 bucks, but I'm hoping to get my hands on one. All right. So you were added on as a guest, which I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, one of the things that they, that they released once they started doing the rules and people were logging in, there was, there was some instructions that they gave. Um, and it was, you may add up to five additional guests, which you, which you mentioned uh, each guest is limited to one reservation. Uh, you will not be able to modify guest names or reservations, date and time. So obviously if you weren't able to go and James, uh, you can't use your ticket. There was no way for him to change it. Uh, so it, it would have just been a, a wasted ticket, I guess. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, because I don't know from, from what I'm seeing online and from the information, um, that James needed from me, um, Sounds like they are going to be checking IDs. Well, part of the, the last instruction, it says each adult guest age 18 or over must provide a valid government issued photo ID to access the land. So, yeah. so, so I don't know if he had to put, they're going to be looking at the names on the reservation and they're going to be looking at all five or however many people you have right. on your reservation and making sure those names match up with some sort of government issue ID. Right. So, per person over the age of 18. Right. And I don't know, did he have to give your age at the reservation? Did he say? Um, he didn't say, so I don't know. So if say you weren't able to go and he had maybe, uh, another family member that was under 18, that person could and probably be said, this, this guy is Cody Jackson. Cause they're not checking right. under 18. That's, that's interesting. So, um, so I don't know if he, I he didn't, he didn't mention if he had to give name, uh, I knew he had to give names, but I didn't know if he had to give ages or any other details. So I'll have to ask him later. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I know he asked for my date of birth. Um, as f so that way he could buy me a plane ticket right, right. to get down there. Um, but yeah, he, I'm, as far as I know, he took, he did all of the reservation stuff before he sent us that text message. Right, right. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know how that part of it worked. If you have to say this person is above 18, below 18, um, yeah. or yeah. what? Yeah. Cause he has a daughter that's going and she's not 18 years right. old. 
Uh, either way, you're going. Um, so, so I don't know, um, James. When you listen to this, if you'd like to send us an email and and tell us what the reservation process was like, um, feel free to do so. We'd like to know. Definitely. So, what was the? There was a lot of uh, angry people on that day. Uh, yes, and because because of the whole adding people to your reservation, right. the whole up to five apparently and again it would be nice to get some insight um about this part of the process as well from james um but from what i've seen online is the whole adding the five people to your reservation some people missed that step right um and so some people only had themselves the themselves on it making the reservation themselves and you know, oh, they didn't. Well, they weren't able to add their spouse or their children or, or what from, have from you. From some of the screenshots and I saw, there was it almost looked like it was a link, uh, where it said "add guests here" or something to 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 that effect. So, uh, either people, I, I I heard a couple of different reasons. People didn't see it. They said it wasn't there, and they and they know it wasn't there. And some people just said. I, I might've went too fast and I didn't see it and I just skipped right over it. You know, um, it was right. one of those instances where it was probably good to, to read everything, maybe click on everything that you needed. Uh, but people were obviously, I think in a hurry, uh, maybe going fast thinking I need to get in so I can get the, the day, you know, the day and the time that I want. Uh, and if I don't get in there quick enough, then somebody's going to take my time. Or, you know, like, right. like we were talking earlier, maybe they're at work or, uh, you know, doing something else besides that. And they just, they just overlooked it. And, um, I know it says specifically on here, you will not be able to add new guests, but I did read something yesterday that said Disney was allowing, if you called a, called their number, they were allowing you to uh-huh. add one guest. If just, just one. one, if you happen to, uh, miss it. And I know I read all kinds of sob stories on, on Facebook. Now, granted, they're not, those Facebook pages aren't connected to Disney. So, you know, but you know, it, no. I was taking my husband for his birthday and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, it was my, it was my son's first trip to Disneyland and I forgot to add him. Uh, you know, now there, there was some cases where they added three or four people, but they forgot somebody. So that, you know, that's not Disney. That's nothing mm-hmm. Disney did wrong or that's not Disney's fault. No. That's, that's their own fault. So, and do you know if in before 10 a.m. on that day when they released the instructions or the preliminary information on on how to do it and what was going to happen at 8 a.m., do you know if if in that batch of instructions, if it told if it told everyone going into this that you'd be able to allow up to five people or do you know if people got in there and then they were just kind of blindsided no, I by think- I want to say it was before that because I I've got screenshots and I wish I could, let me see if I could see when I took the screenshot, people were posting on Facebook. So I just took some things on there and somewhere in that process, I, there was, it's a, I don't know if it was a link or something. It said important information about adding additional guests. And it told you, you may add up to five additional guests. Each guest three years age of older will need a reservation. Each guest is limited to one reservation. Uh, You cannot modify the guest names or the date and time. Uh, you cannot add new guests and each adult guest must provide a valid government ID to get into the land. So they were out there. I also just saw, cause uh, James sent me a a screenshot of our reservation confirmation 
and this does say if if the if the primary guest um, reservation holder, um, in this case being James, but it, for anyone that was the person making the reservation and declared them as like the primary guest, if if that person does not have a valid government issue ID, the whole party will be denied access into. Oh, the well, party. then you better make sure James brings his ID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but. I don't know. So I don't know. I, it'd be interesting if James, if, if you have the time to, to email us and kind of let, let us know, um, were you doing this on a mobile device? Were you doing this on a laptop or a desktop? Cause I, Jason, you were saying that some people, a lot of the people you saw that were reportedly not seeing the link or the, the drop down button to add additional guests were doing it on their. Yes. The, the, the majority uh, the ones that I saw, it was it was definitely cell phones. But uh, the what I kept seeing stick out is they were they were on on iPhones and they didn't see the link. So I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously I didn't try to make my reservations. I'm on an Android. Um, if James did his on the phone, then he would have been on an iPhone. Um, so right. If if he saw it, obviously it was there for some people. I just don't. I don't know if there's a cor- correlation between if you try to do it on a cell phone versus a computer or Apple versus, uh, Android, um, whether you saw that link or not, or how, or how it looked on if, if it was easy to skip over. So, yeah, um, but James did it. James did it right. And I'm on there. So. I do have a, I do have another screenshot of, uh, this was something that was put, this is something I went, I went to the site at about eight thirty. And it, the Disneyland Resort site, and it said reservations will be offered starting today at 10 a.m. And then on the bottom, it says there's a link that says view details on reservation eligibility, eligibility and party size. So I'm assuming when you click that link, that's where I got the other one about the five additional guests and, you know, names can't be changed, et cetera. So if I'm, gotcha. if I'm looking at this right and I'm remembering correctly, there was there was something prior to 10 o'clock telling you what you needed to do. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just curious if, um, if the five guest maximum was, I, I would have assumed it was, but yeah, just to right. find out a hundred percent if that five guest maximum was clearly stated for people yeah, going I think, into it. I mean, I don't think people are upset with the five guest thing. I don't think that's the problem. It's just for some reason, people, a lot of people were, somehow skipping over this step or not seeing it, or it wasn't like I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah, it, like it was hidden. Like you had to like click right. on it and then it like opened up the box for you to type names in. I'm going to go know. out on a limb and just say a, a majority of the people, they were probably just trying, they were going too fast and just skipped right over it. So, and I imagine, I'm, I imagine, um, you know, the excitement, going into it and then just the stress because you don't want them to all of a sudden get booked up before you can finish. And so you're trying to just get in there and get it done right. and get that screen that says your reservation for galaxy's edge has been confirmed, you know, Yeah, definitely. but so you get to go, but yeah, I mean in the future, um, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a long time before we see something like this happen again at the Disneyland resort. Um, it's possible we may see it sooner in Walt Disney World. I don't know. Well, if um, I had to guess on the next time, what probably uh, over in DCA with Marvel, 
You think that's going to be as I, as I, I needed? Don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> we'll see. That that'll be yeah. interesting. Um, but anyways, it's 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 over and done with now. Uh, the only way to get a reservation is if you book a trip and stay at the one of the three Disneyland Resort hotels. But you can't cheat the system. You have to keep your hotel reservation all the way through your stay. You can't book it to get the the Galaxy's Edge reservation and then cancel your hotel reservation and stay somewhere else. They will cancel your Galaxy's Edge reservation if you cancel your hotel stay. Yeah, one last thing I wanted to mention that was on this thing that I saw. There's there uh I mean there there might be cases of people trying to sell their their reservations, but it says on the website reservations are void if transferred or sold and have no cash value. So and I saw something someone trying to like offer their reservation or sell it or something and it's like I don't know how that's going to work because of the way they're checking IDs right. and, and you know, now the only thing I can think of is if somebody, which I would be stupid cause you're giving somebody access to your hotel room. But, uh, if you, if you stay at a, at a resort hotel and you add them, you mm-hmm. add that person as a guest, you know, uh, you know, right. He says, right, whatever, right. I'll give you 200 bucks if you add me as a guest. But now, now that person has access to your room because they're a guest. They walk down to the uh, front front desk and say, Hey, I lost my key. I'm staying in this room. This is my name. And they look it up. Yep. You're staying. Here's your key. And while, while the rest of the family's in Disneyland, you know, he's cleaning out your hotel room. So that would be, that, yeah. that would be to me stupid to, to, to do that. But I can, I can see some, some people doing it. Yeah. If they're thinking they can make yeah. a couple hundred bucks off it. Cause you know, they're going to be Especially, especially two hundred dollars. That's going to be pocket change for some people just to right, be able to get right. in. And if that's, if I, that's I the case, they, see, they should just book their own room. I mean, because you can. I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did see, and this upsets me a little bit, but it's just it's just the way people are. And as much as Disney is trying to do this in the best way possible, I think you know people are still trying to cheat the system and take advantage of of the reservations. I, you know, I saw people posting online saying that they had multiple reservations and they were creating multiple Disney accounts under different email addresses, um, in order to book multiple galaxy's edge reservations. Because as, as far as I know, you can only book one reservation per Disney account, right? Account. right. Because they're, they're monitoring it. They don't want people just to come in over and over and over again. They want to give, they or at least it, those reservations are booked up now, but they wanted to give everyone a fair chance, right? Um, until they booked up. But yeah, I saw one person say that they had like three or four different reservations, and it's like it's only a three week right. period. Like you get you go in and you go once, yeah. you know, and depending on which week you go in, you either just have to wait two weeks, one week, or you can go in the next week without a reservation. Right. And I I saw a couple. I mean. I saw some cases that weren't, I don't think were malicious where somebody said, Hey, I made reservations for me and three of my friends. And then one of my other friends happened to make reservations and he included me on theirs and I didn't know about it. So he's going to get to go twice. Well, yeah, that's, that's different. But I was seeing stuff where people were intentionally creating. 
you think of you a know, guy with like six computers on his desk and he's got all different accounts open, you know, just waiting. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. I did see, I haven't seen anything officially from Disney, um, but I did see someone post um, and they've always had decent information before. I don't remember who it is off the top of my head now or what page it was, but they post a lot of information and updates and, and important to know type of things for the Disneyland resort. Um, and they were saying that apparently Disney has said that they're going to allow people with 8 a.m. reservations for Galaxy's Edge to start queuing up in the Esplanade starting at 6 a.m. So that they can be over to Galaxy's Edge by 8 o'clock? I, I, at least that's what I would assume. I That's something that, now that I have this reservation, these are things that I'm right. thinking Which about. You guys... Because it's like, I would assume that they're not going to keep all those people that have the reservations, however many it is for eight o'clock. Right. Cause they're doing it in four right. hour windows. Um, whoever have 8am reservations for that day, I imagine they're not keeping all of those people bunched up at rope drop with everyone else. No, I, I would think at some, I would think that they're going to start letting those people in through the gates and start lining up outside of the entrance to galaxy edge. I would assume no later. They're going to start letting those people through the main gates. I would assume at least by seven, because it's going to take time for those cast members at the gate to check everyone's IDs that need right. checked and to verify reservations and yada, yada, yada. That's, that's going to be time consuming. You know, I, I could see them cause you know how they have like the, the long main section of turnstiles. And then they had like the two shorter slanted side areas, right, like where you go in for the bread for the character breakfast. Yeah. For the breakfast. I, I imagine that whole left section is going to be just for Galaxy's Edge Reservation yeah. people up until 8 a.m. Yeah, I had I to guess. That. Which you guys are going about a week after it starts. So you'll know, you should know the process by the time you get there. So Yeah. And he, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see. Even so, online, Saturday but, night, you could walk over to the, so ask, you can ask somebody at the park, hey, we got reservations for tomorrow at 8. What do we need to do? So. Yeah. Um, but it makes me interesting. It makes me interested to think about because, you know, are they going to let those people walk all the way past the rope drop people? I hope they would, because if our reservation is from eight, we want to be walking in at eight. If not, you know, kind of like a rope drop thing and you'll be able to walk in at least part of the way, you right. know, 10 minutes before eight or something. And there's something I think you guys are going to have to, I don't know necessarily you, but like on that first day. There's going to be people who walk back there to try to get in, not knowing that they had needed to reserve a spot weeks before. They're going to right. I mean, because I feel I feel bad for the cast. There's always going to be, I know. There's always going to be people that just don't know. Some people are going to go in and try to. Oh well, let's just walk back there and see if we can get in, or or, you know, maybe there'll be a standby line, even though they've said there's not going to be. Maybe. Maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe someone won't show up and they'll let us in. There's going to be people that try that. Then there's going to be people that just really have no idea what's going on and that any of this stuff is is happening and that so much attention is going into this and they're just going to be going that direction and go like, what the heck is going on? But I imagine you're going to start queuing up in the Esplanade from what what I saw at 6 a.m. haven't seen anything official from Disney, but 6 a.m., I would assume at least by seven, they're going to start getting that line moving because then other people just waiting to get into Disneyland are going to start showing up. And I imagine you're going to get a wristband if I had to guess, or 
a lanyard, but I think paper wristband that with adhesive on it would be cheaper. You're going to get a, a, a wristband that's some sort of bright color. So that way cast members know you have an 8 a.m. reservation for Galaxy's Edge. You can get past Rope Drop and you can go into Big Thunder Trail. Because I imagine they're going to want everyone going in one direction and everyone going out one direction. Um, I doubt they'll have the the Hungry Bear Rivers of America entrance open for both an entrance and an exit. And then the Big Thunder Trail entrances open for an entrance and exit as well. I'd imagine they'd want traffic moving one way. Um, I could be wrong, but that's how I would look at it. Um, and then I imagine that they're going to have cast members posted on both sides of big thunder trail, one in fantasy land or a team of people in fantasy land and a team of people just past the exit of, um, kind of where that little wooden bridge is before the smoking section and all that. Like right before that one entrance. You mean the, you mean the, the, the former edge. smoking section? Former. Yes, the former smoking section. So just a little north of the exit to Big Thunder Mountain, they're going to have a team of people there. And if you don't have a wristband that says you have a reservation for Galaxy's Edge, something tells me that they're not even going to allow you on Big Thunder Trail. That's the way yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, we'll see. Because they're going to want to minimize all those people. They're going to want to stop them there. They don't want people meddling around back there, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a lot of, uh, galaxy's edge talking. I don't even get to go. So, (laughs) well, you can have to live through. Yeah. Uh, so the, yeah, yeah. The big topic of the last two weeks that I really want to talk about, uh, the opening of the, latest and final episode i guess you would call it of the of the infinity saga i would call it installment installment. okay that'll work avengers endgame (laughs) came out uh what date was that um april April 26th yeah um and i had we had talked about it in previous podcasts uh shown some or uh posted some trailers and then we would play the trailers online that you can listen to. Um, but I had predicted that they would make three at least three hundred million. I uh, I figured they would break the break the previous record for opening weekend, which I f- pretty sure was Infinity War. I want to say it was like two hundred fifty million or two hundred fifty three million for the three days. I'll have to I'll have to verify that, but re- regardless, uh, they 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 exceeded three hundred million, and they exceeded three hundred million by quite a bit. Uh, after the everything was counted and done, uh, it actually came out to three hundred and fifty seven million in their opening weekend for just uh, for for just the U.S. for just North America, I guess it says U.S. and Canada, so I guess Canada's counted in that. So okay. three hundred fifty seven million. Um, which it says here, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was star Wars that they broke or maybe, no, here it is. Highest opening weekend gross, 357 million. And they, they topped Avengers infinity war, which came in at 257 million. So they beat it by a hundred million dollars in just the first three days. Um, and then I was going to rattle off some of the other records that they surpassed before we actually 
Well, I guess it would be four days, wasn't it? Because, or are they including what they're calling now? They're so apparently they're calling the Thursday right. night release the preview. They're counting night. that. They're counting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, okay, so it would be the first four, four nights, nights, technically. Yeah, days. but the previews don't start till what around five or six that night. And I uh, want to yeah. say it made like sixty to seventy or eighty million dollars on, on Thursday. When alone. I saw it, 60, made sixty. Okay. Yeah, it made sixty million Thursday right. night, um, which is the largest preview night um, opening for right, any. That's movie. crazy. That's, uh, but it was probably one of the most anticipated movies of all time, maybe my time at least. Uh, oh, certainly right. my time. And then some of the other worldwide records that it broke. Um, it was the fastest to five hundred million, which took them three days. Uh, it, 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 uh, previous record holder was infinity war, which took five days. It was the fastest to a billion dollars, which took them five days. Previous was again, infinity war with 11. Uh, and then it was the fastest to 2 billion, which it took it 11 days. We just read some reports that, uh, it passed the $2 billion mark, which the previous record holder was avatar. Uh, at 47 days. So in about a fourth of the time, it matched Avatar's total. Um, and it's going, uh, let's see what else. Highest opening weekend gross, uh, $1.2 over worldwide. Um, and for its first opening, opening weekend, weekend for worldwide. And it, it, the previous record holder was Avengers Infinity War at $640 million. So it almost doubled, doubled wow. what Infinity War did. So that that's pretty crazy, impressive. Crazy really. records um, that I don't know when it will be challenged. Some some people on online speculated that uh, Episode Nine, Star Wars, might be uh, might challenge it. I just I don't think it will. Um, I don't think. I mean, I mean Star Wars obviously Endgame has. has- I mean, Star Wars has a large following. Uh, it does, but Endgame um, was a build of of those of the twenty one previous movies. Uh, so, right where you know there's there's a, a decent amount of Star Wars films out there too, right. but not not twenty. You know, yeah, I, I just I don't I, I don't think it'll. It might come close, maybe. I I don't know. Once it gets closer, I'll make and, and, and I don't know. It's Episode Nine is is going to be in a similar situation to have the potential because it is going to be its final movie movie of its saga. It's, you know, right. Right. Um, episode nine is basically the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. We'll see. And so, I mean, it's, it's going to be in that same, you know, characterization as far as that goes. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens as we get more trailers and more information for episode nine, but I don't see it coming close to um Endgame. I could see it coming close to maybe Force Awakens, episode seven. Um just because people are gonna want to see how it ends. No matter how they felt about episode eight, I know there's a lot of controversy and mixed emotions, mixed feelings about episode eight, but I think no matter how you felt about episode eight. You're gonna. You want to know how these eight movies right. are gonna end. And speaking of you Star know. Wars: The Force Awakens, that was the previous record holder for the highest IMAX opening weekend gross, uh, which Endgame obliterated that record. Uh, 
Endgame came in at 91.5 million, which Star Wars Force Awakens had 48 million. So, oh, so another I'll, like 45 yeah, million. Yeah, crazy, crazy number. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it did, we could say it did fairly well. Uh, fairly well. Fairly. Um, yeah. And I forgot to mention. I don't know what their budget was, but I think they made yeah, it I back. Would, I, I mean, I would, I would assume. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's places I can find that, but uh, I would assume. Oh, uh, their budget, according to this, was now it's just a guess because I don't think they released sufficient numbers. But this person was guessing 316 to 400 million was the budget for the film. So oh, it well, made that so. back up in opening weekend. <laughs> It, it made that back up by, I don't <laughs> right, know, Saturday morning yeah. sometime. I, I forgot to mention before we started talking about the, the box office numbers, I, I'll go through uh, real quick and just mention that I that I was able to finish my Marvel movie marathon. Um, I started it on April 6, 2019 with Captain America, the first Avenger. And I was able to finish it on um, April 29th, 2019 with Infinity War prior to going to see uh, end game. So what is that? 23 days. Yeah. 23 days, 21 movies. Um, yeah, there was some, there was one day, I think I watched five cause I had to make up, but, uh, and it was various, various movies wow. that we owned various, uh, Netflix had a few. Um, I think I watched one on Amazon prime, a couple I rented from YouTube cause we didn't have it. Uh, some I watched on demand on uh, PlayStation view, which I have. So, uh, I go ahead now. Were there any that you had to watch some other way that you didn't own that you enjoyed enough that you're going to want to own now that you're going to go I out and probably, try to buy? I'm probably, probably going to try to get all of them that, that we don't have just to add them to the okay. collection. Uh, there was a, I, you're going to be watching Thor Dark World a right. lot, aren't you? I'll add it to my collection. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple that I bought uh, to watch. There's two that I bought to watch, I think. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I didn't have. I went ahead and bought that. Um, actually that was the only one I bought so far, but, um, I will, I will be buying some more. Uh, and then my final ranking, um, and I won't include where I have, uh, end game at yet. I'll mention that a little later. Um, but okay. my final ranking, fine, make final it ranking, but you got to remind me cause I might forget or I might mention it. Well, you got, okay. Remind okay. me to remind right. you cause gotcha. I might forget. Gotcha. So my final ranking, you want me to go one through 21 or 20, 21 down? Um, yeah, start with the lowest first. Don't, don't give away okay, the number so one. So we got at number 21, which was at the low end for quite a while, The Incredible Hulk. Uh, I think I've expressed my feelings about that one. Uh, number 20 was Thor Dark World, uh, which probably a lot of people have <laughs> okay. it down there. Number 19 was Iron Man 3. I've seen a lot of people have it ranked a little higher. I just... I wasn't a big fan of that one. Uh, although I like Iron Man. Um, and go back to the Incredible Hulk part. I, I like Incredible Hulk now um, as far as when he's in with all the other people, with all the other Avengers. Uh, but Okay. Just, I'm curious to see how you think I, I, of I him with okay, Endgame. Yeah, yeah well, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that and later. Number 18 was Avengers Age of Ultron. I fell asleep during that one, so that one got a pretty low rating. Did you go back and I watch did, the I, parts I started, you missed? I started it over and watched it again. Uh, 
Okay, so even even then, you just yeah, it, it wasn't it really wasn't, doing it much wasn't for you. Wasn't keeping my attention very well. Because there's a lot of things in that movie that pertain right, to right. Endgame. And uh, yeah, and I'm 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 glad that I watched it. Uh, if I'm sitting down and choosing something to watch, I'm just not throwing that one in again. So. No, I, I can understand that. Neither am I, but I right. appreciate it. Uh, number 17, Doctor Strange. Uh, number 16, Ant-Man. Number 15 was Thor. Number 14, Black Panther. Okay. Uh, wow, you've got those pretty low. Yeah. Way down yeah, there. Number 13, huh? Ant-Man and the Wasp. I actually like that one better than Ant-Man. Yep. Did you? Okay. Uh, number 12. And it was hard because like as I'm adding these new movies, seeing like some of these movies drop down, um, Captain America, yeah. the first Avenger, yeah. um, was number 12. Uh, then I had Captain Marvel at number 11. Uh, you liked Captain Marvel better than I did. Captain and America, I, huh? that was one of the hard ones because I had, I, I just, I, yeah. And I could probably watch them again and rate them different. Uh, so it was just at that time when I watched it, that's, that's where, that's where I rated it. Uh, there, I mean, I yeah. could probably say 11 and 11 a, but, uh, I did 11 <laughs> and 12. Uh, number 10 was, uh, that's Thor fun. Ragnarok. And then, so we're in the top okay. 10 now. Number nine, Captain America, civil war. Um, number, okay. Number that's eight, Iron one. Man two. Uh, number seven, okay. which you thought I might put in my top five, but it didn't quite make it. Uh, Spider-Man homecoming. Okay, I do want to know what you I, think about I, it, though. It was, it was uh, a lot better than I thought it would be. Because uh, obviously, I didn't see it when it first okay. came out, and this was the first time seeing it. Um, right. I really, I liked, um, and it'll kind of go, well, let me let me finish up to my number one, and then I'll kind of talk about Spider-Man real, real, real quick. Uh, number okay. six, Guardians okay. of the Galaxy. Uh, number five, The Avengers. Number four, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Number three, Avengers Infinity War. Number two for me was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And number one was Iron Man. Um, for Iron Man being my favorite. And to tie back to the Spider-Man, uh, I think the reason I like Spider-Man kind of was because it brought in some of the Tony Stark, uh, kind of the relationship between him and Spider-Man and what it becomes in later movies like Infinity War and then uh which we'll talk about here in a second, Endgame. Uh I liked how they interacted. Uh, um I think probably my favorite scene from Spider Man Homecoming is when they're when they're in the was that Spider Man Homecoming when they were in the car? And he gives him his suit. That might have been from another movie. Yes. No, no, that was that was no, yeah. It, it, that when he goes to open yep. the door for him and he thought he was giving him a hug. Yes, that, yeah, okay, that's yeah. from Homecoming. Uh, so that's, and he's yeah, like, no, yeah, this I'm, isn't a hug. I'm just door, opening the but, door for you. Uh, we're not, we're right. not there yet. And then he hugs him at right. the end of Endgame. I'm, we're not getting to that yet, but I just want to say yeah, they do get yeah, their so, hug. Um, that's, my, that's my top 21. Uh, you know, I, I'll, just, I'll just say where I put Endgame in now. Um, it doesn't make my number one spot. I, I still, I, I'll still have Iron Man number one. Um, it it will probably go number two. Uh, I probably would have to put it above Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? Volume two, and even though that's probably one of my favorites, um, I I would probably put it number two, right above 
Guardians and then with Avengers Infinity War being number three. So. And where did you have Infinity number three. War? Yeah. Number three. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, yeah, I, okay. I, I went back and forth between, cause I, I thought Infinity War was really good. You know, at first I had, I think I had uh end game at number four under Infinity War. Um, but then as I thought about it, I think pr- I, I would probably say at the, at the worst, in game number three, and then at the best, have them at number two. Uh, and I think the reason I like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two so much is, although I had watched some of the some of the Marvel movies in the past, as I realized I was going through this list, I had watched a lot more than I thought I had. But uh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Volume Two was the first one that I think I went to the theater to see, because the others I had watched when maybe my son bought them after they came out. Uh, so you hadn't seen any of them in theater before Guardians I, no, of the Galaxy? No, I don't. I don't remember seeing any of them in the theater be, be, before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and I oh. didn't even see Volume One be, or the first one until I saw the second one. And once I saw the second one, I just went because you know everybody's going. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with you. And then after that, after That's that, crazy. then then in the theater I saw a few of them uh, that came out after that, but uh, not too many. Um, that's crazy. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was one of the ones I saw trailers for, and I'm like, ooh, mm, I don't know about that. I'm, I'll wait to see that some other yeah. time. Um, and then I saw it. I think it was over a year later, if not almost two years later, and I watched it. Um, and I'm like. I can't believe I hadn't seen this movie sooner. It was incredible. Right. I loved it. Right. So that's that's the um, end of my Marvel movie marathon. Uh, but yeah, I did see Iron Man in theaters I, though back in two thousand. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. So I don't. I don't. I don't remember. But I am getting older, so maybe I've forgotten. Maybe one of my kids will say, "Yeah, you, you took me to see it." So I don't know. But Iron Man. You've only got one kid old enough to remember that. Uh, ten years ago, uh, maybe maybe Calvin. Yeah, he would have you been think? six. Yeah, I mean, because right. I would have been ten. Right. So yeah. So that's that's my ranking. Now we can move on to the main part of what we want to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, um. If you have not seen it, there are going to be some spoilers. Uh, so I will, uh, if you didn't read them in the show notes, then uh, now would be the time to either you can pause it, you can turn it off and run and see the movie and then come back and listen to us. Or if you don't care about the spoilers, you're not maybe an Avengers fan or a Marvel fan, then just listen on and see what see what we're talking about. But there will be spoilers, so we did warn you. Uh, in the show notes, I will include when uh, around the timestamp that we're done talking about this spoiler, so you know when to. You can fast forward it if you want to uh, not listen to us or turn it down until it's to, to that point. Uh, so this will have spoilers. You have been warned. I don't want any nasty emails saying you ruined it for me. Uh, <laughs> speaking of ruining it for them, my daughter she she went with us. She avoided spoilers the whole time until. Friday at school, someone told her uh, something about uh, someone who was going to die. So uh, she, 
Oh, yeah, she was so mad. She was mad. I mean, I I told her you should you should have punched him in the throat. But (laughs) she's like, I don't want to get suspended. Uh, But yeah, I was I was able to avoid all all the spoilers. Um, Obviously, you went to saw see it opening night, right? Uh, The night I saw opening night, which is still technically Friday night since they're calling Thursday night the preview night. So I saw opening night Friday. Okay, yeah, I didn't see it till a week later. We saw it this past Friday, which was May third. So, um, okay, yeah. I mean, internet wise, I feel like it wasn't hard to avoid. No, no. Spoilers. And what I did on Facebook because I'm on Facebook, you know, quite a bit. If I was scrolling and I saw something that even resembles Endgame, I just scrolled past it. I didn't even yeah just yeah keep on going. I didn't even accidentally going. click a link. I just I just kept on going. You just, you, if you saw the word Avengers or Endgame, yeah. it's like, I'm not even going to read yeah. the rest of that headline. I just skipped right on past it. The only, the only thing I did uh, Google on Sunday night or Monday morning, I just wanted to see what the first weekend box office numbers were. And so I just typed in Avengers Endgame gotcha. box office first weekend. No spoilers. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but uh, overall, I don't know if, do you, do you want to start on, on your thoughts about it? Um um yeah I, i'm thinking more. we'll just give our okay. overall yeah. thoughts and then we'll kind of right. start breaking yeah. things down so for me overall i thought it was a great movie i thought that in my opinion i thought they ended it very well i don't think there was have been anything more i could have asked for to wrap up this 21 now 22 with endgame 22 movie saga um i thought they ended it well um uh surprisingly i felt like i had closure for for just about everyone um still a couple of questions and and some things that i have and maybe some plot holes maybe they're not plot holes maybe they're just going to be things that are going to be explained later um but um I thought it was very good. I did not, however, feel like it was three hours long. Like I knew I had been sitting there, like I was conscious, like, okay, I've been sitting in this chair a while, but the movie kept me engaged. It kept me entertained and I wasn't feeling like, okay, it's, it's dragging on or I kind of wished it was over by now or anything like that. I was, I was engaged the entire time. And I didn't feel like it was too long um, because of the fact that I was engaged Um, and it moved at an appropriate pace. I felt like, and overall I enjoyed it. I didn't cry. There was no tears that fell. I did get teary eyed. (laughs) 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 So you didn't, you you weren't in your chair balling, but no, um, I was prepared to be though. Because I knew a guy that I work with that went Thursday night. And so I, I was asking him very strategically, like strategically structured questions to where, because there were some things I wanted to know, but obviously I didn't want to know plot points. I didn't want to know spoilers, but I don't, I can't remember what I asked him now, but I asked him certain things. So just to kind of feel, get a range for how he felt about the movie and this and that without him telling me anything about the movie. Um, but he told me that he's like, man, the, the first 15 minutes and like the last 15 minutes of the movie, 
they just rip your heart out. And I was like, great, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to start crying. Right. Um, and I didn't cry in the beginning and we'll talk here in a couple minutes after you give your thoughts about how they opened the movie. Um, I, I got a little emotional, um, at the end, but, um, I overall, I enjoyed it. I'm excited to go see it again. I wish I would have been able to see it a second time before this recording, but it just didn't happen. But I am very excited to go see it again. Um, and it, I, I don't have a very accurate ranking like you do. Cause I haven't just watched them and started ranking them, but it's up there for me. Um, I would almost say it's, it's definitely top five just because of what it amounts to. Um, but yeah, that's, those are my general thoughts. I thought obviously great. I thought it was a great, great movie. Well worth, uh, the, I think I only paid like $10 and 50 cents for my ticket, but, uh, that's cause of where I live. Um, well worth the money. Didn't think. Yeah. I don't think I paid anything more than that either. Um, well, I'm not in Vegas anymore. I'm not paying for those those luxury <laughs> deluxe seats that are made out of Panda or whatever. Yeah, I, I too didn't think it was three hours or it didn't feel like three hours. Um, I know going in, I was my plan was to not drink any of my soda until about the two hour mark. Uh, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah no, that didn't happen. Down, and just man. instinctively, I would take drinks and um, I did have to run out and go to the bathroom. Uh, I did, I I, I did, I did it very quickly. And from when I get back, I was told I didn't really miss anything. So, uh, what part uh, did you leave? I don't know. I don't remember what part I left. So, um, okay. I, I didn't consume any liquids from five, five o'clock. I I was at work up until six and I was, I was drinking a lot of water that day and got to the movie uh, we had an eight o'clock showing. I went to the bathroom once, went back into the theater. Uh, they were right before the trailers came on. Cause even with the signed seats, I like to get there real early. Uh, I was like, oh, right yeah, before the trailer started, I was like, I'm going to go and try it just one more time. So I did that and I was able to go again. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I should be good. And then I started drinking my pink lemonade and then it was over. So pink lemonade. you've got the I, old I man. Guess, yeah. But I can, sometimes I can sit in front of the TV and, <laughs> play my PS4 for four hours and five hours and not go. What? So, oh, I know. I, I, I know I was, I, it's, it's something they do something to those beverages. I think I was thinking theaters, about I it swear. so much that I, I just messed it up. So great movie. Um, I, I, uh, I wasn't quite sure how they were going to start it. Like, which we'll talk about in a minute. Like, like you did. Um, I had no idea the ending. Um, you know, I knew, I knew just from what I knew from the trailers. So, uh, yeah, which, and, and I'll say this not to cut you off, but after seeing the movie, the trailers did a very good job of giving you enough, but really not giving you right. anything either. Um, right. So it yeah. opens, job it opens obviously well, if you've seen it and, and you're listening to the spoilers, you might've already seen it opens with Hawkeye and his family. Um, yeah. Okay. And so back to trailers when, when they released whichever trailer it was, when they first showed Hawkeye with his family in, in whichever trailer it was, um, I was talking with my roommate and, and 
he said it first, but I agreed with him. As, as soon as we saw that scene in the trailer, we're like, that's that's how the movie starts. They're they're going to open up on Hawkeye with his family at his farm or country house, whatever it is. And they're just, they're going to dust away. And, and then, and that, and you know, because he's been a bridge from the rest of the team because they mentioned, um, in the last one that he, you know, he's on house arrest when, when Bruce came back, um, you know, he's, you know, he asked, um, where Clint was and, and Natasha was like, Oh, Clint and Scott are both on house arrest. And he's like, who's Scott? And it's like an Ant-Man. He's like, there's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I knew basically, or I at least right. guessed after seeing that in the trailer, that that's how they were going to start off the it's, movie. He was going to be having a nice moment with his family. And then they were going to, he's going to turn around or something and, and they're right. just going to be gone. And I had kind of um, thought it would start out with the scene from the trailer with Tony Stark in space. That's how I. That's basically the right, next right. scene it moved on to. But so did you catch how many days he said they had been in space? Oh, I don't know. It was right. like 20 he originally, wasn't it? When like he's recording, three he weeks. says, we've been in space in space 21 days. And then he corrects himself and says 22 days. I don't know if that's on purpose because this was the 22nd movie. Yeah. I, I've seen people mention that. On, when he said that, that's what I that, thought of. Even before I came home was saw anything on the internet, I was like, hey, he, he said 22, and they, this is the 22nd and final one. So um, I don't know. Yeah, they they. it's hard to say. It could have just been a random number. Right. It's like, well, realistically, I mean, I don't know how you could say realistically with these spaceships that, can travel so far because we don't have that kind of technology but they could have been like well you know that ship could you know quote unquote realistically hold about this much air and at this point they probably would have had this much food and that would have lasted them right take three weeks yeah so it was you know who who knows and another thing that i now i i I read this i didn't i didn't think of this uh but when he's giving the message or sending the message to, to pepper he says not to share this on social media and then I read something. It was a like a tribute to the first Iron Man when he's taking that selfie with that guy in the Humvee, and he says, "Don't put this up on your MySpace page." So, oh, yeah. how those you know? Now, some of these may have been intended by the by the uh, by the guys, or might not have been. Who knows? Um, well, I know that they definitely put a lot of right, callbacks right. in this movie to to the original Avengers and their, their original films and yeah. all of that. Um, Cause I don't, there, there's a part um, after Tony comes back to earth after he's so, um, oh gosh, there's a lot of things I want to talk about right. just in that first right. space so. scene. Um, he's playing paper football. Right. With Nebula. Um, and then I saw something online that someone made the connection to where at the end of the movie where they're, um, they're passing along the gauntlet. I think it's the start gauntlet. I don't think it's the infinity gauntlet. Um, the start gauntlet from one to another, it's almost like they're passing it away. Football. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, anyways, Captain Marvel comes and saves 
Kryptonian Nebula and basically carries their ship back to back to Earth, back to Avengers HQ. Don't necessarily know how she found them. If she's just like, oh, I'll just go look for them. That's easy. I can do that. I, I don't know. Um, we saw in the post credit scene of Cap, I believe it was Captain Marvel, where she comes to HQ after receiving the signal from Fury. And obviously Fury's not there, but she asks them where is it, where it's at. And um, there could be a conversation there that obviously we're not privy to that. And I don't know, maybe Rocket, uh, Rocket the Raccoon says, you know, I can help you get a, like a, like a signal or, you know, like a kind of like a homing signal or something from, from the Benatar or I think it's the Benatar. Yeah. Somehow she finds out where he's at. It it doesn't, it doesn't say how. Yeah. And so anyway, she carries him back. I do have to give props though, to the, the CGI team, the digital effects people on how frail they made Tony look. That was, that was mentioned. uh, uh, I was sitting next in the movie, uh, my wife was sitting next to me and she mentioned something about him, not him, not looking too good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's exactly how I would expect someone to look after living on such low food rations, starting to run out of oxygen, you know, just, I don't know. I would imagine being stuck in space like that for days in a confined space um, with Nebula of all people would start to do things to your mind and, you know, take a toll on your body. And just, I don't know. I, I also give Robert Downey Jr. Major props for portraying that, you know, being frail and, and, you know, weak and all of that. I, I think he did a very good job, um, in that little yeah. scene there. So um, they get back to earth and, So basically they get back to earth. Tony and cap kind of have a little powwow. Cause it's really the first time they've seen each other since civil war. Um, powwow being a right. kind of a heated <laughs> argument. They weren't throwing punches, but, um, and then they basically decide to go take care of Thanos because Nebula knows where this other planet of his is this new home of his. And, you know, they've got the ship and, you know, they also noticed a a weird energy surge from that planet. That was just, you know, just like the one they had on earth three weeks earlier when Thanos did the snap. And so it's like, Oh, great. He's done it. You know, he's doing something over here too. And, so they all they all go there um to i don't know try again him. basically well didn't didn't captain Confront marvel him. say something yeah. like well let's just go kill him or I'm, or or, or i'm going to go kill to him and effect. that's when she got in that that uh when what's his name uh um don Chiedo's character i can't think of his name right now yeah when when he mentioned oh, War where, where where have you been so uh, yeah. Obviously, she was out saving other galaxies, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. she's like so they so they find Thanos, um, and then they find Thanos. He's being a house husband, 
Um, no. Of course, I guess he's not married, but he's he's cooking and you know he's doing his thing, chopping vegetables, throwing them in a pot, making some stew or something. And, oh, it's all nice and dandy for Thanos, I guess. And all of a sudden, the Avengers crash in through the yeah freaking wall. Um, they start throwing punches at him and this and that and. I think he was wearing the gauntlet and they took the gauntlet off of him and they realized that there's no stones. Stones are gone and his, his arm is all kind of burnt up and it was all kind of burnt up from infinity war when he originally did the snap on earth. But I I think it's, you know, it's worse now because he's done it again. Um, and he basically explains, they're like, where are the stones? What did you do with them? And, He's like, I don't have them. And they're like, what are you talking about? You just, you just used them yesterday or whenever that surge of energy was that they detected. And he's like, I used the stones to destroy the stones. They're gone. I've, you know, I completed my mission. The, the stones, the power that the stones held that they gave me was too tempting. I, I, I did what I wanted to with them and now I've destroyed them. So what does Thor do? And then Thor, just kind of out of nowhere, he starts whirling around his axe and yeah, off with so, his head. So they killed Thanos. With Thanos. I, yeah. They killed Thanos, Um, which to me, I mean, I, I don't know. This is in the first 15, right. maybe 20 minutes of the movie. I wasn't expecting yeah, it. Yeah, at that point, I was like, well, that was I, too I, easy. I, but, but they're not, they can't, they're not done. They... Where's everybody else at? No. Yeah. <laughs> There's another right. two hours and 40 minutes. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And so they, they kill Thanos and I don't know. Someone says, what are you doing? Or what did you do? And he kind of was like, I, right. I went for the head. Cause, cause that's what Thanos told him when in infinity war, when, Thor hit Thanos in the chest, but that still allowed Thanos to be able to do his snap. And I think Thor's kind of just been sitting Think, in yeah. his own guilt for the Thinking past he three weeks. It. Uh, yeah. He could have stopped it's it if a, he had gone. It says the here on Reach Summit said after Infinity War, fans blame Thor when he drove Stormbreaker into Thanos's chest instead of his head. Even Thanos told him he should have went for the head. That's clearly been bugging Thor. So the next time he sees Thanos and doesn't get the answer he wants, it's off with his head. Yeah. Goes to the head. Yeah. Uh, So then after that point, that's when they go to the five years later, right? Yeah. So after that, so basically Thor says he's, he went for the head. He kind of turns around. think the rest of the member team members kind of look at him or look at Thanos's headless body. and, And then the screen goes black and then one word at a time, the, the words five years later appear on the screen. And so after that point, we kind of get reconnected with all of our right, main right. people again after the five years, some more than others, some get more time than others. Some people are kind of combined. Um, But I can't remember. Do you remember if it jumps to Captain America first at the group therapy or does it jump to I think it goes uh, to Tony, huh? At his lake house or whatever. I thought Tony was 
Oh, maybe uh, when he when he's walking out to and then he sees his daughter, which uh, new character he has a daughter now. Yeah, uh, more. Which uh, so either way, whichever one was first, we'll talk about this because we're getting into it. Um, I was so happy for Tony. I was so happy for Tony. Um, with everything that had happened with Infinity War, now it's been five years. He's finally settled down with Pepper. They have this beautiful home in the mountains or woods somewhere. Um, and Tony has uh, this little girl with Pepper. And I don't know, it, it made me super happy. I was like, ah, man, Tony was meant to be a father. He's such a good father. And I, I don't know, I was just really happy for him. I was like, wow. Even though with all the crap, all the bad stuff that they just went through, yeah, he's doing okay. You know, he has, he's enjoying his life by all appearances. He has his daughter, he has his wife, assuming that they were married. I never looked for a <laughs> ring or anything. Um, anyways, you know, they're all together. They're living a happy life. Um, I was, I was happy for him. Yeah, I really was. Captain America, um, Steve Rogers, he was in the, the support group. Yeah. Which he, he was in the support group. I, I don't I couldn't quite tell if he I, was I think like he was leading it because remember what's it? his name used to when uh when he met um dang it i'm horrible with these names um falcon remember he was falcon. running our group yeah sam, was sam. It sam wilson yeah he was running a support group at the so. va and he i i, I vaguely remember him saying yes. something like you, you know you should try it one day or something like that but yeah so he's running and there was actually two cameos yeah. in that scene did you did you catch those guys I, I caught the one, the other one. I didn't know what his face was, okay. so I didn't recognize him. Yeah. I found out about it after. So co director Joe Russo and then the creator of Thanos, Jim Starlin. So, yes. So Jim Jim Starlin, I had no idea what his what he looked like, so I didn't yeah. didn't know it was him. Joe Russo, I knew who Joe, what Joe Russo looked like, and Joe Russo has had other right. cameos before in the films. Um, I'm not sure if it's Joe or if it's Anthony, um, but either way, uh, Hawkeye's daughter in the movie is actually one of the Russo brothers. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, yeah, it just says here, uh, his um, two, his two daughters make cameos and one of them plays Hawkeye's daughter. So, yeah. Um, but so yeah, they're at the support group and it's basically for people that had lost people right. from the snap. Right. Um, uh, the co-director, what was it? Is it Joe or Joe. Anthony that's in that scene? Yeah. Joe, he plays an interesting character. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, and I'm surprised that he made this choice to go that direction with that character. Cause all in all, kind of an insignificant character to to the grand scheme right. of things in the movie, right? And and Joe could have literally made up any backstory for this character that's in in this group therapy session. Um, but he decided to make this the first openly gay right, character. When he's telling in a the Marvel story movie. about going on the date. He he says, uh, "What do you say, him or he, or something like that?" Yeah. Yeah, the, the, he uses right, the right. male pronoun more than once. And so, which is 
to me, it's whatever. It was significant, insignificant, really. Story goes, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because, because I, I leaned over to, to my roommate, Tyler, um, when we were watching this and I said, is he gay in real life? Cause I, I had no idea. It's like, I thought he had kids, but that doesn't necessarily right. mean anything. Right. Um, so I just thought it was interesting, but again, kind of insignificant to the grand scheme of things. So then shortly, I want to say shortly after that, um, after you got the Captain America scene, you got, or Steve Rogers, you got Tony Wynn. Was after that, was that when Scott Lang got reintroduced back into the world? That somewhere in yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you go to this storage facility yeah. where they've put the van that had like the quantum, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. the quantum time travel something. device. Yeah. From Ant-Man and the Wasp that you see Scott Lang enter in the post credit yeah. scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and he got stuck in there because after he went in there, that all that was happening at the same time that Thanos was in Wakanda and when he snapped and then Hope, Hank, and no idea what Hank's yeah, wife's name is in the movie. Um, but anyways, the three of them that were all on the outside of that machine, basically running the dusted away. Yeah, and then were, so Scott got trapped no and there couldn't get back out because yeah. no one was there to, yeah. to bring him back. Um, so he comes back and he kind of walks around the streets and asks the kid, Hey, what the heck's going on here? And the kid looks at him like he's crazy and right. ignores him. Then he, he goes, but, he, he goes to then, his daughter's house or it, was that his house or where his daughter lived? I, 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 well, I, it I, was, know, I think they, yeah, were, it wasn't his house. He was so, divorced, wasn't uh, he? But it was where his daughter was living. Or at least the last place he knew his daughter to be living. Which to him was only right, yeah, and day. we learned that later because they said something about uh, being gone or something, and everybody else from the snap it had been five years, but to him he said it was only five hours. So, yeah, so for him it was right. just like a bad morning. For the rest of the five world, years. it's been a bad yeah. half a century, right? Half a decade. So um, he sees his daughter, and then, but yeah, he sees his daughter, and that threw me off because I don't know, she seemed a lot right. older than just five years to me. And I don't know how, if you had to guess how old his daughter was in Ant-Man and the Wasp or how old that character is supposed to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp, what would you guess? You spent more time around kids. I would have said she was eight or nine. Eight or nine. So you don't even think she was 10. So if, if she was say benefit of the doubt, nine, five years, that girl that opened the door did not look 14 to me. That girl looked 18. So... I don't know. It could just be the way, you know, again, that very insignificant role didn't amount to anything later. It just, to me, it was interesting because she looked older than what I would have expected her to be even with a five year jump. But that, that was a moment where I did get a little teary eyed. Um, I liked that little right. reunion. Let's jump with back him to one daughter. thing real quick, which because I want to mention it before I forget. I was I told you about the article that I was reading about the interview. It was with uh, one of the Russo brothers, Joe. Uh, and he, they asked him a question. Uh, they said, "What if the mouse didn't press the button to turn on the quantum machine? Would that have stopped the from end game from happening?" Uh, and his answer was, "Yes, the mouse saved the universe. Among the many realities in those fourteen million." 
possible futures Doctor Strange foresee the mouse failed to press the button and thus the heroes failed. So, uh, and I mentioned it to you. I, I didn't know cause I, I was trying to like a tie in, Oh, the mouse saved, you know, Disney Mickey mouse. Was that like a nod to, to Disney's having a mouse, uh, save the world, you know, uh, <laughs> or start the process of saving the world. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, my wife said, no, you're crazy. You're looking too much into it, but, and she called me a rat. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make that connection. That wasn't something yeah. I thought when I first yeah, saw the, it. But... The movie could have ended right there. The mouse just walks right by the machine, and hey, we're done. So, I mean, I think if that's where they were trying to go, they could have CGI'd some <laughs> that might have been shorts on the guy. But yeah. so we got the media. Or we didn't got, happen. Uh, so. Scott reuniting with his daughter, and then shortly after that, he shows up to Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and Avengers that was one HQ. of the scenes from the trailers. Um, Black Widow and uh, yes. Steve Rogers were in, or Natasha and Steve Rogers were in that room uh, talking, and then they get that the message and wondering if that's from the from now or if that's something from the past. Um, that's right, and she's like, "No, gate, that's, so. that's the front gate." And so they let him in, and they kind of give him a brief yeah. explanation to everything that's happened, and. You know, he kind of told them, I, I guess, what happened to him, where he's been, you know. And he's surprised that right. they're saying it's been five years. And he's like, guys, it's, you know, for me, it's only been a few hours. So kinda, they kind of start to develop um, or hatch the plan where they could go back in time, kind of. Uh, do a little traveling. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, travel I, through I time. I, I don't know if, it's hard to say if back in time is I the right Scott term Lang, terminology calls it a time heist or something like that or so yeah but who do they need to do that um well, well who do they who who do they go to who's the smartest guy they know they go is is it i can't remember who they go see first is it tony go, or is it bruce i guess the second smartest guy cuz they cuz they go see don't they go see bruce first and they're sitting in that restaurant where they, yeah. I think so. I think yeah, they do I, go see Bruce first. And they're sitting in that well, restaurant, when they, when they, and when they go see Tony, Bruce is with them, right? No, yeah, so. no, he's not. That's why I was trying to remember who they saw first. But I'm pretty sure they went to go see. No, they. I think they do go see Tony first um, because then Tony turns them down. He's like, "No, that's not going to work. Uh, I've got a family. I've got a daughter." And then I think they go see Bruce. In that, in that cat, mm, and what to see if, yeah. oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe Tony ton, turned them down. Then they went to go find Bruce, and right. Bruce was like, Yeah, right. we'll, we'll, because we'll try after something. that, then they, they actually test it, it, which we can talk about in a minute. And then that's when Tony shows up to Avengers Head HQ and uh, get, yeah, he's got it all figured out. He's got it all figured it out on his uh, simulator, you know, the. Then he had the interaction with his daughter when she's supposed to go to sleep. I think that's the first time I heard the I love you 3000, which now, now I've seen that all over the internet um, on shirts and yeah. Uh, uh, everything. Yeah. When he, when he's tucking her back into bed after right, they have right. their juice pops or whatever, he says, I love you tons or something. Right. And she says, yeah. I love so, you 3000. I've seen a bunch of different things online on what supposedly the 3000 refers to. 
Um, I haven't seen anything concrete or anything from the Russo brothers. It could, it could all, you know, could just be a throwaway line. It could just be a kid being a kid. There'll be some shirts. Um, So yeah, Um, there'll be some shirts. So they, they... Uh, it's going to be on all the napkins at my (laughs) wedding. Uh, So he said, you know, Tony, Tony turns them down. Um, (laughs) Then obviously they go see Bruce. I thought, I thought the, uh, the Bruce Hulk thing was cool. Uh, how they, they yeah, yeah, I was going to ask how you, what do you, they kind of figured that? out how to coexist with with each other because they both both of them hated the other one. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. in this one, it's you know now now he's the Hulk, but he's Bruce, and the two kind of combined and figured out how to work with each other. You know, the kids come up, kids come up and get the picture right. and. Scott Lang, he's like, do you want a picture with the Ant-Man? And uh, who, who's that? <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, and then he's like, fine. And basically at the end tells him, I don't want to take a picture with you anyway. So uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's been interesting with Hulk because you've, you've seen, you know, throughout the movies that he's been in, plus the movie, the incredible Hulk, you've seen it where um, Bruce has been the one in charge. Right. And he's not, not letting right. the Hulk out, right? You've seen it where the Hulk has been in charge, like in Ragnarok, and Bruce has been, you know, Hulk's been in charge right. and Bruce hasn't been out, you know. And then in Infinity War, you saw where neither one of them really wanted to be in and control. Now. And yeah. now you've got it where they're coexisting, where Bruce has found a way to have the basically the bronze of Hulk, right. but the brains of Bruce Banner. And so Bruce is Hulk sized Hulk colored. Um, but his right. face looks more like Bruce and he, ba- he pretty much sounds like Bruce. He doesn't sound like Hulk. He sounds like Bruce and he thinks yeah. like Bruce. So yeah, I, I do wish though that they would have given a little more explanation on, on why, Hulk wasn't performing in infinity war. And and he briefly mentions that he basically just figured out how to coexist. And I don't know. I was hoping for a little something more. Cause I know a lot of people were questioning the whole performance anxiety with the Hulk and infinity war. And because the Hulk is just supposed to get angrier and madder and stronger, you know, as right. he fights. And it's like the Hulk just basically like shut down in Infinity War, and he's like, "Nope, that that's it." So, and so we've done trying. at this point, we've kind of we've kind of saw most of the main characters and how they've dealt with the last five years. Um, and like I said, oh, except they they go to find one they other. Go to find um, Thor, right? Yeah. Oh, hilarious! Thor. Uh, hilarious! <laughs> scene. Yeah. <laughs> Right, they go to new right. Asgard, which I don't know if I, it's very, they don't really make the can. I don't know if it's exactly stated on that sign where it says new Asgard, but that's in, um, Norway right. or right. Sweden or something. I think it's that's, Norway. That's the last place that he saw his dad. Right? Um, Cause yeah, his dad. And yeah. And I don't know. I found all that information out afterwards. I never made the connection, like especially in Ragnarok when his dad right. passed away there. I never made the connection oh, okay. that they were in okay. Norway. Yeah, so you that know, scene and, was hilarious. Um, uh, they, they 
Right. But it makes sense. They run into what's her name at first? The uh, the Valkyrie. uh, Yeah, and uh, Valkyrie. She says she kind of points him in the direction where he's at, and uh, you come across that scene where it's all the looks like all the beer kegs are just empty. Uh, Yeah, basically all he does now is drink beer and eat, I guess, uh, because he's fat. (laughs) It was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, dude's got a beer belly. um, Yeah. He's got some right. depression going on because clearly he still is. I don't know. Even though he technically killed Thanos, right? We're still on that timeline. He killed Thanos, but it was after the fact and nothing really got resolved. So I I still think he felt responsible and guilty for half the universe being destroyed. And the dude yeah, really let himself, himself go. go. So. Um, I mean, he let himself go so far <laughs> that he started playing Fortnite and there's no return right. once you start playing right. Fortnite. I apologize for those of you that play Fortnite. If I, so yeah, they get, you. they get Thor back. Um, and then they hatch the plan, you know, they, uh, with Bruce, uh, kind of coming up with, the the, uh, how to, uh, get somebody, I guess, into the past because they, they experimented with Hawkeye. Um, right. I do want to say yeah. real quickly though, before we move on with this whole Thor thing and his new body, um, I'm changing all of my dating profiles to put on there <laughs> that I had the body of a God. <laughs> cause technically you do. Yeah. Yeah. So cause uh, technically so like? I do I'm basically like Thor. It's just, uh, uh Pretty much. So. <laughs> yeah. And then they meet me and they're like, I thought you said you looked like Thor. It's like, right. Haven't you I seen do Endgame? just depressed no, I Thor. Just like him, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so they, you know, I don't, I don't want to uh, spend too much time or, uh, but you know, they, they hatched the plan uh, to, uh, to try to send somebody back in time, I guess. Um, and it yeah. worked. Um, he was able to go back. Um, did, wasn't there some issue with him coming back or something? Or he was supposed to be back and he wasn't back yet? Or was that later with uh, with, Captain, with Captain America? Okay, yeah. That was later. But they sent, they were doing like test runs with oh, Scott that Lang. Was hilarious. I forgot about and, like, that. He yeah. came back. He came right. back like as an old man. As a baby. And then right. he came back as like a baby. And then he came back and he's like, right. Someone peed in my suit. I don't know or if me, it was old me, 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 baby me or, or me. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Scene. That, that was, that was funny. Um, and then, so, and that's basically after that is when Tony shows up cause he's figured out time travel. Um, and he's, he's created these little devices and basically the way he explains it is, is he's, he's figured out a way with these devices to allow them to move through time without right. time moving through them. So basically as they're jumping around through time, they're not aging like Ant-Man was when he was going, jumping it's around the ability. They're, they're able to go to different times, obviously, because they all went to different, there's different years. Yeah. Yeah. They all went to different years, different places. And so they basically split up into right. teams and they all had missions and basically their goal was to go collect all of the infinity stones um, before right. Thanos originally does 
So that way they can create a gauntlet of their own and basically bring everybody back. That's the goal. So, right. Uh, And so they split up into their teams. They, they thought about, they realized that three of the infinity stones were in New York at the same time. And then the other ones were in the places there were, um, they had, I don't really want to go into each. Yeah. Basically they they just went to these different times. They were able to, for the most part, get the stones. Uh, I don't want to say easily, but there were some that were easier than others. Uh, I know they had the, uh, what's the, what's the blue stone. Um, Um, well, yeah, they had, they had that one, uh, and they kind of, it was kind of interesting because there was, this is where you had some of the flashbacks because you had the flashback where they were all in Tony's, oh, it was that Tony's building uh, when they, when they got Loki and I forgot which one that was from. Um, but Tony was kind of walking around the back. Um, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Avengers Tower. Yeah. From yeah. the first yeah, Avengers so, movie. Yeah. Yeah, that that's when they were trying to get the, uh, basically the the scepter, right. which was the mind stone. Loki's scepter had the mind stone in it, um, and I think the yeah, tesseract they, was floating uh, around somewhere there too. They, they put the he tesseract was using the tesseract the briefcase, and then you know they go downstairs, and obviously right. Hulk couldn't take the elevator. He was mad. He comes down, busts open the door. Tony falls to the ground. Tesseract comes out. Uh, Loki picks it up and Loki disappears. So, um, and then, right. Oh, and then that's <laughs> a funny moment from that scene. Something I wasn't expecting them to enter in comedy right. in, in this part of the movie when Tony's kind of, kind of staying to the background, kind of sneaking behind everyone to, so he's make sure he's not noticed, um, right. in that timeline. Right. Um, he's like, I just, I just gotta say, Steve, like, man, your, your ass and that pants, right. or he says something, right? And oh, yeah, like, that's that kind of like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because right. Scott Lang yeah. was like there on his shoulder or whatever. Yeah, that, that, that was, that was funny. And, <laughs> and then, you know, things kind of get out of hand. They, they lose the Tesseract. They, uh, and then, um, what happened to the scepter? Did they, I think, isn't that where I right. think Cap went into the elevator with what was supposed to be shield. And at the time, you know, we thought it was shield, but we later come to find that out that those were almost members like of Hydra. movie when he got into the elevator with him the first time. Uh, and he had the big fight scene in the elevator, but in yes. this one, obviously knowing the history, he leaned over to the guy with the, with the, with the scepter in the case and said, Hey, Hydra. And the guy gave it to him. So, uh, so, so, they got out with that right. one and that's where him, Scott Lang and Tony Stark met up. Um, and then that. Yeah. And they had to come up with a new plan because now Soapter, Soapter, Loki right. ran right. off with so. the Tesseract. Um, and so that's then when. No, Stark, Stark and go uh, along? Steve Rogers. They left. The oh, and, and Steve, they go. First, uh, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, and and they go back to that right. military base back in seventy nineteen seventy, right? And that's where we got our seventies last. Okay. Should be our last cameo from 
Stan Lee. Uh, he drives by in the car with the girl, yes. uh, yells out the window, uh, something like make love, not war as he's by. So yeah, yeah, that was it. And we'll spend mm-hmm. a little time on that one. Cause I don't want to go too long on, on this whole thing. Uh, but that's where he meets his or sees his dad again. Uh, yeah. Which right. was interesting. I wasn't uh, expecting and that's where that. Cap or Steve Rogers scenes, uh, sees what's your, is it? Natalie is her name? Peggy, Peggy. Why do I think Natalie? Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. You pretty much. It's a, it's a female name, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, he sees her. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Exactly. Sarah. He sees her, Tony, Tony actually has a pretty good conversation with his dad about Tony being born because the guy, he was going home because his wife was pregnant. So. Yeah. Cause I think in another movie, Tony's talked about his father and he, you know, kind of said that some people are just not meant to be parents or I don't know. I think he has some, I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but you know, his relationship with his right. father wasn't necessarily the best growing up. And I just, I think that kind of helped him realize that his dad wanted to be a father. You know, he, he was nervous, but he was excited. And I think he kind of then realized that, especially now that at that point, Tony has a daughter. Right. That his dad right, so tried at the, the end, best. He gives him a hug he and could. tells him, thank you. So, and the, Frank Howard looked yeah. kind of confused, like, what, what are you thinking me? And then he goes back and he's getting in the car and ask, he asks Jarvis, which we know Jarvis, uh, you know, do we, do we know that guy? Yes. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you do. You're, uh, yeah. I don't think so, sir. And that, that, that's interesting too, because that character, um, that played Jarvis, that actor that played Jarvis there, he was in the TV show, okay. Agent Carter. Um, which premiered on TV a few years back. I think I, I don't think it was on TV for very long. It had a few seasons, I think. Um, but it was connected to the MCU, and it was basically the missions and stuff that Peggy did um, as an agent of Shield after Steve Rogers went yeah. into the ice after World War Two. And um, and I don't know. Jarvis was her helper dude or right, I've got, with her or something. I don't know. I've got something right exactly. here. Exactly. I didn't watch it. To his but... father, Howard Stark in 1970, he gets in a car. The name of Howard's driver is Jarvis. Of course, if you were a fan of agent Carter, the canceled ABC television series, you already knew this. Edwin Jarvis was a character on the show in Endgame. He made his movie debut. It was extra special for fans of agent Carter because James Darcy returned to play the character. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and basically what I'm getting at with that is he is the first television MCU character that has crossed over onto the big screen. Because you have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you have Agent Peggy Carter, or Agent Carter television show, and then you have all the Marvel Netflix TV shows, like uh, The Punisher and Iron Fist and stuff like that. I, I haven't watched any of those either, but they're all part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, you know, Peggy, we were first introduced to in a movie. Agent Coulson, who was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we were introduced to in a movie. So Jarvis is the only character that we, I mean, we heard his name because right. Tony named his AI that. Um, But we never actually saw the guy until the TV show Agent Carter, and now yeah, we're so, seeing him on the big So they, they were able to get what they needed from there. Uh, so you got the groups that went all out to collect the stones. We did have... Uh, I want to just 
quickly touch on when uh, Natasha and uh, I forgot his Hawkeye with Clint, yeah. they go to get the soul Clint. stone and we all know what happens in, in, in infinity yes. war uh, to get the soul stone. You have to give up a soul. And see, in that that was one of my first thoughts when when they devised this plan that they were going to break up into teams and they were going to go collect the Infinity Stones, right? And I'm like, how has? I mean, I guess Gamora didn't, or not Gamora, um, Nebula didn't definitively know that there was a sacrifice involved in getting the Soul Stone. All she knew was Thanos went to Vormir with Gamora. He came back with the Soul Stone, and there was no Gamora. Um, so I, I was almost surprised she didn't necessarily say anything, but I guess she didn't technically know right. that that's exactly so they, how he obtained they, it. Um, but yeah, my thoughts were, okay, so how are they going to get this without doing a sacrifice? Right. Someone's dying, right? So I want to ask you, um, before we say who actually did, was the sacrifice, who did you think was the who who do you think who did you think the sacrifice was going to be going into that scene? I thought it was going to be uh Hawkeye just because his relationship with Natasha uh we if you I I I read into a little bit there I mean they've had a long kind of history because they they mentioned Budapest so they 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 had worked together before and being the and uh, and not yeah not to sound sexist or anything but being the man uh, you know, yeah, they've just, right. they, they have that friendship. Right. They've been friends for years. Right. His kids and call then, her you know, Auntie she Nat, kind of, you know, they, they, they squabble about it a little, who's going to do it. And then, uh, she, she basically says, okay, y- you can do it. Uh, so he's getting ready to, and then go ahead. I mean, who did you think? Who, who did you think? Well, I, I thought it, was going to be Clint as well. I felt like he kind of wanted to redeem himself for going on this whole, you know, I oh, am after his family died, you know, uh, jury, du- yeah. jury judge and executioner yeah. bit. He went on, right. You know, at, at portraying the right. character Ronan but then at, from the at comics. The, at one point I thought he's, she's um, going to let him do it, but he's got, you know, if this works, he's got a wife and kids to go back to, uh, she's she's been sitting in shield headquarters kind of kind of trying to run things with nothing to what you know what does she have basically i so i was like yeah her her only family basically is yeah so i was like well she should do the avengers and not to say she doesn't have anything to live for but he's got more uh so yeah because like you said if it works his family's going to come back and he's going to want to be with his family which makes sense. I see why they did it the way they did. So basically, yes, Natasha was the one that ended up, they fought, they kind of kicked each other around and they both tried to sacrifice themselves. Um, and, but ultimately Natasha ends up right. being the one to fall all the way down. And so she sacrifices. Herself. She is, uh, gone. Now, uh, there is a black widow movie coming out. So obviously that's going to be set in the past, uh, I, yeah, I believe it's going to be a prequel. I imagine we're going to kind of see a lot of her training going right. into her being this master assassin. 
And then I wouldn't be surprised if Clint and Fury are also in that movie and we get to see what happens right. in Budapest yeah. that they are so, always talking about. Let's see what other ones were there. Or we, we can actually, we can come back to, we can come back to the, them get, they, so eventually they get all the stones. Um, Hulk, Hulk has a pretty good experience yes. with, uh, what's her name? She's the Supreme. The Supreme. Yeah. So he has an inter, uh, interesting interaction like with her. He actually gets pushed, you know, he, Bruce gets pushed out of the Hulk kind of, and he's trying to explain why they need this. And yeah, eventually she, he talks her into it and she gives it up. She gives them. Yeah. Because he goes there looking for Dr. Strange and she's right because she has the time stone and I'm sure she looks into the future with it. She knows that eventually Dr. Strange was going to become Sorcerer Supreme and he's going to be the one to protect but the at that point, time he's stone. Still and she's like, well, actually Steve, yeah, Steven's, you know, right. five blocks that way performing surgery. But she's like, but, you know, how can I help you or whatever? Why do you need him? And she's like, well, you know, Bruce is like, well, I, I need the time stone. Right. And she's like, well, that's not going to happen, pal. And like you said, he convinces her um, because she's like, well, because he told her that Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, willingly gave so this and that time kind of shock to Thanos. Yes. And she says, well, Dr. Strange, Stephen Strange is, was supposed to be the one that would have the best connection with the time stone to know more about it than anybody else. He was supposed to be the best of us all. So basically, so basically as far as he the gave up the stone, there go. had to have been a reason for it. Yeah. 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 And so she gave it to him. So another interesting thing with these missions um, was when, who was it? Oh, it was Nebula and War Machine that go back to uh, Morag. I believe the planet was called Morag. Um, the planet that Peter Quill first goes to in the first Galaxies, Galax- Guardians of the Galaxy movie um, to find the... this Yeah, well, it the, the Power whatever Stone? Whatever the blue one was. It was inside the sphere, it's right? The, yeah, it was in that little sphere. Um, anyways, it's from the first... I think it's the Power Stone um, from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And it's it's funny because in that movie, Quill's listening to his little Walkman, right? And he's listening to that song, and it's like, what's the matter with your hair? That song. Yeah, yeah. don't know what it's called, but it's that song. You know what I'm talking about. And But it's funny because when we watch Guardians of the Galaxy we're hearing the music, right? That's coming in through his Walkman. But Nebula and War Machine are there like just looking in on Quill, kind of like hiding. And so they just see him dancing around, acting like a fool, singing off key. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was funny that they showed that. Um, But anyways, when Gamora... Oh man, I keep wanting to call her Gamora. When Nebula goes back to, I think it was 2014, they said the year was, um, to get that power stone... Um, the 2014 Nebula that was already in 2014, she things start happening with them because Nebula is part computer and so they, parts and things, and basically so something's going on I with her consciousness and it's messing with. Yeah, yeah, they basically kind of synced together, and so the Nebula that was already in 2014 was basically able yeah. to see 
what right. future Nebula in 2014 kind of was seeing. That's where things kind of got screwed up for everyone. Um, her suit doesn't work, so after they acquire the Power Stone and War Machine's like, all right, let's 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 head on back, and he powers up and goes back. She doesn't go with him. And then, I don't know, like Thanos or whatever well, breaks in, and, you know, because they right, start the, realizing the, that there's another the, nebula The future there. nebula never makes it back, but the old nebula... She makes it. She's she's the one who opened up the oh, whatever right, quantum machine right, that right, they right, made, right. so that then Thanos and his big ship and stuff they could they could show up, right? And then, right. So basically, Thanos figures out that something weird is going on. She's able to look in on, um, future Nebula's, um, what she's seeing and hearing and. She sees he sees the Avengers and their plan and the Soul Stone the the them going to collect the stones and twenty fourteen Thanos basically finds out that oh future me went ahead and did all this and now these people are even past that in the future trying to right. co- go back in time collect all the stones. So he figures to I'm going to go in because the Avengers are everything. doing my job for me. They're collecting all the stones, so I'll go in, I'll I'll go in and do what I was going to do again, but right. I'm going to. Just get rid of everybody. Right. Because he's basically figured out after seeing that they're coming back to, to change it, to bring everyone back. And he's basically realized that his original plan of eradicating half of everything is never going to work because the 50% that's left is never going to forget and therefore never be able to move on and accept what he considers the blessing that they've been given. So his idea now is to, like you said, gather the co- the Infinity Stones from the Avengers, doing all of his work for him, right? And then just wipe out everyone, um, and use the stones to create new life. Basically, you know, he's he's playing God at this point, right? He's just going to create, you know, yeah, a new remember, world, yeah. new planets, new life. And so, so they get all the stones back and they're trying yeah. to determine, uh, you know, they build the new, I don't know what you, I guess it's not the infinity gauntlet. What do you call it? The Iron Man gauntlet? They or, call it the, uh, the Stark gauntlet. Stark gauntlet. So I don't think they ever refer to it as that in the movie, but in the comics, it's referred to as the Stark gauntlet. All right. So they're trying to figure out who's going to do it. Thor wants to do it. Uh, Which cause that that's a callback from Ragnarok, where he's like, "Well, I'm clearly the strongest right. Avenger." Because when he's trying to log into the Quinjet in Ragnarok, and it's like, "Oh, he's like, uh, Str- Thor, strongest Avenger." It's like access denied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did anybody else want to do it? Did, did I don't think did anyone it? really wanted to do it. Basically, um, Bruce Banner comes up and says, "Hey, I'm the only one that could do it and actually survive." Right, because uh, he says, it, "If it, you know, caused that much damage damage to Thanos." He's like, it's it's got to be me. I'm the only one that physically right. has the strength to come out of this on the other side alive. Right. Um, and I think they kind of all agree. And I think they're getting ready to do it. And then that's when Thanos, uh, 2014 Nebula, uses their time machine. And- Didn't he actually snap his fingers? Oh, you know yeah, what? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. So he does it. Because then kind of on the ground, you could see the side of his face was kind of 
charred or whatever. Um, yeah. And then after that, that's when that's right. When, Cause uh, then I don't know, Scott or someone goes up to the window and, Oh, now there's birds whistling in the tree or whatever. Right. right. I guess that's basically right. to signify that there's more life now. Yeah. And that's when Thanos launches that attack on the headquarters. And yes, uh, we kind of, the, the, uh, start gauntlet kind of gets lost in the mix. Uh, Clint is it Clint, right? Yeah. Hawkeye's Clint. Yeah. Yeah. It, he, he ends up finding it in all the rubble. He's being chased by some of, some of Thanos's army alien looking things. Yeah. Gets away. Um, Hulk kind of saves, uh, rocket and, um, is it war machine or what's his name? Um, uh, not war machine. It was, yeah. Was it, uh, was it him? John Chiedel's character, whoever, whoever he, I, 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 I can't remember I, what his actual name is. I just, I always I, think of him as war machine. I need to write these down. Um, but, uh, anyway, him. Yeah. He kind of saves them from the building falling on him. Uh, yeah. Steve Rogers is in some rubble. It's a miracle that they all survived right, anyway. Right. Uh, and, and then, then the fight ensues with Thanos, um, between, uh, Thor, Steve Rogers, Iron Man. Uh, they're basically getting their butts kicked. Yeah. It's the three of them against Thanos. Right. Pretty right. Much. And he's obvious they're, they're all, um, fighting them and they all get in some good, some right. good attacks, some good hits on them. Yep. Captain America um, gets to wield the Thor's hammer. Yes, because so when Thor went back to Asgard in in that right. mission to collect the ether, which is the reality which stone, inside which of really, uh, which was inside of yeah. Jane, <laughs> whatever her last right. name was, basically Thor's girlfriend from the yeah, first. He runs into movies. his mom, which she kind of knows that's being she's a witch. She knows that's future Thor. Uh, so <laughs> she just saw or like Thor 20 minutes ago and he did not look yeah. like that. So, so, and so, yeah, he brings back the hammer from when he went to Asgard cause his hammer was originally destroyed in Ragnarok right. by Hela. So he brings it back and I don't know, they're all fighting Thanos and I don't know, Thor gets hit by Thanos and basically drops the yeah. hammer. And I don't know, you start to see it move and it flies up and you assume, um, at least I assumed that it was going back yeah. to Thor. Um, but Captain America grabs it. He's the one that called it, right? He's the one that right. was able to, to call it. And so it now come we have Thor that can yield it. We had vision who did, uh, and then Captain yes. America, and then I probably from Thor Ragnarok. Did, at one time, Hela was able to yield it, right? Yeah, I think because well, in in Thor Ragnarok, Hela explains that uh, she she makes some like smart comment, like "What you think you're right. the only one that was worthy?" You know, because she it was her hammer before she was banished, banished to yeah. to hell. As I think that's like where they so said we got she this was. fight and. Uh, and my, I don't know how vocal your theater was, but my theater was pretty vocal, especially when Captain America wielded uh, yeah, ours, um, the ours, hammer. Ours Everyone was kinda, cheered. No, ours was just watching the movie. They didn't really. Okay. 
Well, I'm in this right, college right. town, and so a bunch of it was filled with college kids. Everyone was excited. Um, and and Thor kind of lets out this comment. Like, he's like, I, right. I knew it, because there was a scene in Age of Ultron where they're all, yeah, where they're all kind of testing their strength, and Thor's like, oh, no one else can pick it up but me, and um, Captain America, Steve Rogers goes to grab it and right. he budges it, right. Um, and then that's later when Vision's like, come on guys, we need to go and hands, picks it up and yeah. hands it to Thor. Um, but yeah, so basically they start fighting yeah, again. Right. And they got their butts kicked again. And basically then kind of out of nowhere, you hear Sam Wilson, um, yeah. Falcon come over their earpiece and say, on your left. And he's, he says on your left. And yes. you know what that's yes. when they, when, when they met, when he was, when they were running and. Every time, yeah, uh, Steve Rogers would pass him, he'd be on your left, on your left, and he, he, he lapped him quite a few times. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that's and then the portal opened. Many, many portals yes. opened. Many portals open, and you. So then everyone comes back. You have, um, oh, you have T'Challa, King T'Challa, right. Black Panther come back basically with his entire Wakandan right. army. Um, and you have, and then Shuri pretty much everybody who got dusted. Everyone and, that got dusted yeah. came back. Yeah. Uh, to include, which um, I want to bring up real quick. I didn't see this live. I've saw the breakdown and screenshot. So I got to go back, including Howard, the duck, Howard, <laughs> the duck, which apparently he was dusted. Right now he's, he's back. back. Yeah. Uh, it was so quick that not a lot of people saw it. I didn't see it. It wasn't until the next day when, so uh, there was an article that said Howard Duck and and the End Game, so, uh, or Howard the Duck and the End Game. So I I had to look at it, and he, yeah, he was there. He his only appearance, and then he was gone. So you didn't see him fight or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, he was basically just standing there with everyone right. as they were coming right. back through the portal. Um, so basically everyone's back, um, and they all basically that's then when. Air, like both of all the forces that's when thanos's army right. starts joining in and everyone that got came back everyone Pretty much then a huge fighting. huge fight scene with everybody getting in some licks and um yeah people killing aliens and uh a couple couple different people hand because once the uh stark gauntlet got back out a couple and they were trying to get it um I don't know where they were trying to get it, but it seems like there was a couple people handling it and they're kind of, I, I, this guy would take it for a little while. Like uh, Peter Parker had it for a little while. Captain Marvel had it for a little while. Um, I mean, we could, we could talk all day about the fight scene, but uh, at one point, Tony Stark asks um, Dr. Strange about what he saw. And if, like, if, if this was it. Yeah. He, he asked him if where they were at right. right now, if, if they're on track with the one circumstance out of the 14 yeah. million. And he told him he couldn't tell him because then it wouldn't happen. So, right. Um, um, so they continue to fight at for one point while. though, at the one point when finally, you know, Peter Parker handles it for a while. Like I said, he gets knocked down. He meets captain Marvel. He hands it off to her. At one point, all the females gathered, to, to charge, yes. I guess, uh, Thanos or whatever they were doing. Um, and then they got knocked off course and 
Well, and that's also when Pepper right. shows up, Pepper Potts, she shows up in the, in an Iron Man suit of her own. And that's, that's the rescue armor right. from the comics. And that's the, wasn't, wasn't Morgan, Tony Stark's daughter earlier in the movie, wasn't she wearing the helmet? I don't Just think it was one, that okay. helmet. I'm pretty, cause there was yeah, a- because Pepper's is like a blue, okay. it was like a blue suit. And I'm pretty sure Morgan was wearing like the classic red okay. Iron Man I helmet. Was, I thought it was blue and white, of, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Because he mentioned something been, about making that for uh, her mom and that she never wore anything that he gave her. Yes, he did say that. Um, I just thought she had just grabbed okay. one yeah. of his helmets. And he's like, yeah, I, I make stuff for your mom yeah, all the time. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, it could have been the same helmet. Um, that could you could be right on that. So, so eventually, uh, Tony Stark gets the, I guess I don't know the nod from Doctor Strange, where Doctor Strange holds up the one uh-huh. finger. So Tony kind of knew yep. what. No, not the middle not one. the middle one. <laughs> Just held up one, and at that <laughs> point, uh, that's when I knew who was probably gonna be the one to eliminate Thanos. Uh, so yeah. Tony ended up, he put on the Stark, Stark gauntlet, uh, snapped his finger. Well, yeah, because, and I think Tony at that point knew too, because obviously Tony's aware that Dr. Strange made the trade for Tony's life for giving Thanos the right. time stone. Right. So Tony knew that I think from that point going forward, that, Tony has to play a significant role in defeating Thanos right. some way or and now another. And I do want to share. Um, um, well, go 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 ahead. So we got the final snap, right? Or the snap? Okay. Yes. So basically, then that's when it, Thanos, though, is it has it on, right? right? At some point, Thanos gets possession yeah. of the Stark Gauntlet. Yes. He puts it on, and he goes to then snap he goes to use it for himself but nothing happens it doesn't work and he turns the glove the gauntlet over and he notices the stones are not in it anymore and they're on tony's right so i wanted to i wanted to and that's when tony does i want to mention an article that was uh interviewed by uh with uh, joe russo i guess it was in chinese because they were talking about the chinese entry so this they kind of translated it but he was asked the question specifically why Iron Man has to be the one to do the final snap. He said, couldn't the people like Thor, Star-Lord, or Captain Marvel, whom all previously have handled that power or the power of the Infinity Stones, have done it instead? Um, and his answer was, Thor in this movie couldn't do it. Only Hulk was strong enough to do the snap without dying. We are still not sure whether Captain Marvel can also withstand all the powers of the Infinity Stones at once. The reason we let the reason we choose to let Iron Man do it in the end was because he was the closest one to Thanos at the time. In all the futures Doctor Strange foresees, Iron Man was the only one who could get close enough to Thanos to do the snap. People usually think the death of a hero is horribly tragic. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so he does the snap, right? Uh, and yeah. People start so that that's interesting that they did that they decided to do it purely on. Right, right place, right time, pretty much. He happened right. to be the closest and one to I him. And I thought, which I'll talk, I'll talk about. We'll we'll finish this part about the snap and what what happens to Tony. So, um, 
does the snap. Obviously, people, you know, they some people start disappearing from Thanos's army, uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, eventually Thanos is gone. Now, if we, we learn that he's not really dead though, he's somewhere, <laughs> right? Because all the Avengers were able, or all the other characters were coming back from somewhere. So technically, he's not dead. That's true because I mean he's somewhere. You would have you would have thought that Thanos's original idea was not to just hold all those people somewhere; it was to right. get rid of them, right? Um, and that just the Soul Stones work their power. I know there was some stuff going around after Infinity War that all those souls then get kind of like harbored in the Soul Stone itself. Now, I, 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 I wanted to ask um, you because I forgot the exact. Um, and I don't know if we've gotten to that point yet, but there's a point where Peter Parker explains where they've been. Um, and, and oh, he kind of does that like right, right. when they're and all it coming It doesn't back. sound like to, to the, to the people who were gone, it was almost like they were gone instantly. Then they're back. It didn't seem like, cause Dr. Strange was there and he said he opened up, you know, I felt something or whatever, opened up the portal and now we're here. Yeah, so basically the way Spider-Man explained it to Tony right when they got back was, you know, he's like, I I, I was with you right. on, on Titan, and then I, I wasn't feeling very good, and then, you know, I I closed my eyes, and then all of a sudden I right. I, I, I wake up, and Doctor Strange is there, and he says right. that you need right. our help, and now and we're that's w- And then that's when, uh, uh, remember we were talking about Homecoming when he hugged Tony. Now in that scene, Tony hugged him. Yes, he yeah. he reaches out and he he pulls he in Peter hug, and hugs him. That's one of the things that, and that Peter's probably like, the thing that he felt guilty oh. about. Um, that you know, that, yeah, because he kind of, to me, was a father figure to Peter. Uh, and, and that's, oh, that's why sure. I like the I, interaction and, between them two in the in the you know, leading up to this movie. Uh, and, yeah. Well, and that's, I, I think part of the reason why I was so happy for Tony that he ended up having a daughter of his own because of that interaction that he had with Peter and how he felt responsible for Peter and was very father figure like with Peter, um, in some of the other movies like homecoming. Um, but yeah. All right. So we got this snap, uh, you know, Thanos disappears, like we said, uh, and he kind of, he kind of sat down he kind of looked dejected. Like he knew, he knew what was coming. He was just waiting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then obviously we learned a little while ago that Hulk would probably be the only one that could survive. And, um, so yeah. we get Tony who kind of, I don't know if you want to talk about, we'll call it the, 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 I don't know the death scene or whatever, or yeah, the, yeah, the, the death, death of Tony, of Tony Stark, Stark, which is my favorite Avenger character. Um, but he's the one that started it all, and that's why that's I why I thought him him doing it and him having that repercussion of dying, I think, makes it more impactful and makes the moment stronger. Um, just because he's he's been the one through it all, he's the one that started this yeah, whole thing. I, that's that's why I, I thought maybe he would their their rationale for him being the one because he's because he started it all so um yeah he sits down he has a moment with Peter Parker 
Uh, well, he has a moment. What's his name first? Um, wasn't it? Uh, is it? He's not called War Machine anymore, is he? He's okay. still War Machine. Um. Oh, Rhodey. His last name is Rhodes, and they call he call okay. Stark calls him Rhodey. Oh man, what's yeah. his first but name? But eventually, you know, he Pepper shows up. Um, yeah, she kneels yeah. down there beside him as he's kind of fading off. I guess sitting you could there. Say. Yeah, fading off. He's he's really from, he's from, not looking um, too good. And he's fighting. You can tell he's fighting. He's trying right. to he's trying to stay alive. And that's where most of the probably um, but, people who did have tears. Uh, that's probably where where they started to show up. So. Um, and then at one point Pepper says, uh, something, she, I think Tony says something like, I, I can't save them all. And I think she says, well, you, you've done all you need to do, or you've done whatever. Um, that's kind of like her, was her last words to him. Yeah. She, she says that, you know, we're, we're going to be okay. You can rest now. That's why I I go see it again and again. And then that's. That's that's when he then kind of looks away right. from her, and, and he, then he his, uh, the light goes off on his chest. On his uh... oh, that yeah, that's what basically. got me. I wasn't expecting right. the light to turn out, which I mean it makes sense, but that right. that's where it hit me when I'm sitting there watching it for the first time. It's like because I was he like his eyes didn't close right, his eyes stayed open when right. he admit, initially faded. I don't remember if they then closed his eyes or not, but, and then the, the camera kind of pans down onto his chest and right. you see the light go out. And yeah. I'm that's like, probably where oh. a lot of people needed the tissues. Um, so Tony, you know, Tony kind of, oh. he saved, yeah, he killed or He got rid of Thanos. I'm not gonna say kill him, but, uh, so then just to wrap it up there, you know, cause there's not much left. Actually, there was more left in the movie than I thought there was going to be. Cause they, they obviously have, uh, the, the, I, you want to call it a funeral or a ceremony or whatever they had for him. Uh, he was smart enough to record, yeah. I guess, a final message to everybody. Cause you had pepper sitting there. You had his daughter, you had, uh, happy was there. Um, uh-huh. so kind of, kind of maybe knew he wasn't going to make it, but hoping he was going to make it uh, kind of a last message to his right. daughter, which I've, I've read, you know, uh, possibly in future, whatever happens in the MCU, if he's, you know, if he decided to record a bunch of messages, they can keep playing those out. So, you know, he's still part of it, you know, kind of he's gone, but we've got all these, yeah, these messages from him. Um, and then the funeral, she, she got, she has that flower bouquet and she floats it out in the lake or the river lake with, uh, with the, oh, and it has, it has his proof, original proof arc Tony Stark has a heart. So, uh, and then it, yeah. then it pans back, yeah. you know, pans to all the like different, you had different groups of people, you know, you had the guardians, you had, um, Peter and, you know, Peter, and this is where I want to ask you if you knew behind, I want to say it was behind the guardians. <laughs> I th- I think the he point. was behind the guardians. He you was know there I'm talking in about. the back. I know who you're talking Peter. about. Yes. The, the kid or the person that yeah, was just standing there by himself. So do you know? Who that is? Yeah. You know, cause they kind of panned to each group of right. Avengers and you know, guardians and, 
you know, T'Challa right. and Shuri and his oh, to go back guard. Right. You Don Cheadle's character, you know, James I mean, Rhodes. That's what it says. James. Here, James Rhodes slash War Machine. I don't know if I knew James, that, yeah, that his Rhodes. name was James. I want to know yeah, where I, that's I, ever I'm been just said. Online, so. It might be in the first Iron Man when it's, it's Colonel know, James. He's in the Rupert Air Force, Rhodey, right? Uh, that's his call sign, Rhodes. Okay, yeah. So, because I think some military people are introducing him to some other military person, yeah. he says, "Oh, this is Colonel James Rhodes or something." And so, back to that, that might kid. Be the only time they say I his didn't first know who name. he was. Okay, right. so. I saw it Friday night, right? I was on Facebook on Friday and I, you know, wasn't reading anything, but I saw headlines like people like the headline was like, Oh, right. who's the kid at the end of an end game. Right. And I'm like, I right. don't even want to know. I don't, you know, kept scrolling. Right. Cause I didn't want to be anything to be spoiled. Um, but then I'm watching that scene. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I've got yeah. no idea who this kid is. So did I. No freaking yeah. clue. To figure out I had who to look it, it up afterwards. And and I think the reason why I would assume just about everyone didn't know who that person was no, standing no, there. It was because he doesn't even look the same. I anymore. come to find out, I looked it up. It was he uh, looks the nothing kid from alike. Iron Man three. Uh, Harley. The kid from Iron Man three. Basically, when I don't know, Tony crash lands. Yeah somewhere Tennessee okay in the middle of winter in Tennessee and um, Tennessee gets snow in the winter um, for people that didn't know it's because it's winter in the at that time and Tony basically finds shelter in this right. barn or garage or something and it happens right. to be right. on this kid's house or property right and he's like oh you're Iron Man and he kind of helps Iron Man fix up his suit or at least Iron Man tolerate yeah, the think, kid being in his to me it almost when, even suit, though right? iron man 3 was low on my list i like the interaction between those two it almost was like a peter parker thing with kind of a father figure um to this kid. yeah right. i don't know because i don't right. know he kind of seemed yeah. to, he tried to be a mentor to the kid so yeah that was uh, together I, and so basically it was just that yeah. same actor but he's he's just right. grown up now he doesn't yeah, and then you he doesn't he doesn't look at what, uh, all the same. Captain Marvel, Carol, what Carol Danvers? She was standing on the steps, and then you see Nick Fury come in at the end. Right. Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to show up, and he did right there right. at the end. Because well, there's not, still not a little the end, bit of the but movie left. The end of that uh, scene. I don't really have a lot more to talk about. I do want to bring up the kind because you said earlier there was a lot of callbacks to the old movies. Uh, when Happy Hogan's talking to Morgan uh-huh. about what food she wants to eat. And she says a cheeseburger. Uh, right. And that was obviously from the, like, yeah, the your, first your Iron Man at the end when he, you know, when he was rescued and all that and, or actually not the end, but when he was rescued from the cave and he flew away and he's given that press conference and he has a cheeseburger in his hand. So he sits down and. Uh, yeah. I, and I guess that whole cheeseburger thing, I guess, is a callback to that, Robert yeah. Downey Jr.'s life as well. Because I guess, I don't know, when, because if, if anyone knows anything about Robert Downey Jr., is he, well, he was yeah, arrested he for drug possession, yeah. abuse, yeah. drug possession, 
something. And I guess one of the things that cleaned him up was, I don't know, he was at a Burger King, ordered a cheeseburger, and I guess it disgusted him so much right. that, I don't know, he started, he had his own little revelation. Yeah, I've got the thing. Whatever the you want to call it, it that says, he needed uh, to clean his life deeper up. meaning to that scene. Uh, in 2008, Robert Downey Jr. told a magazine he credited credited a burger with turning around his life after addiction. I have to thank Burger King, he said. It was such a disgusting burger. I ordered, I had that and this big soda, and I thought something really bad was going to happen. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I thought I thought that was cool. Um, and then the last thing I oh, there's probably two yeah two more things. I thought the part with uh, uh, when the Guardians are getting ready to leave and Thor's with them, he calls them the, the Asgardians of the galaxy, uh-huh. and then. Him and Quill were having a cut, you know, who's, who's in charge of the ship, oh, who's in charge of the ship. Yeah. And, uh, right. Right. Kind of that thing yeah. from infinity and, and war. And Thor, when Thor's they got first the smile. Like, of course you're the captain through of the space, ship. Right. You, you know, Thor, Thor really doesn't believe that. I don't think <laughs> so. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. It's, it makes me wonder though. Um, right. because there yeah. is going to be a guardians of the galaxy three. If Thor is going to be in that movie, is he going to be a part of the Guardians now? Because he's relinquished. He's basically given up the throne in Asgard, the new Asgard. And he he gave that to Valkyrie. So So it makes me wonder if he's going to be a new um, person. Uh, Maybe. maybe, I don't know if he'll be as fat when the Guardians are gone. Well, it's going to be funny because, you know, in Infinity War, after Thor's on the ship and before they go to uh, Nidavellir to create uh, Stormbreaker, you know, they're all talking, you know, talking on the ship and Rocket's like, what are are you talking about, Quill? You're you're one sandwich away from fat. And he's like, okay, all right, right, I'm going to commit. I'm going to get a Bowflex. You know, this this was my wake-up call. It's going to be funny if in the next, if Thor is in the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie, If somewhere you see Thor using a bowflex, yeah, that's when Drax said something like this. It's like a on the like ship, a, right? Like, a, like an angel had a baby with a pirate or something like that, or yeah. So something, right? This He's is like, man. this yeah. is no dude. You're a dude. And then the last this scene that, or man. last part that I wanted to talk about, <laughs> I don't know if you have anything else, was uh, uh, when Captain America, Steve Rogers, was he he was tasked or he volunteered to to take the Infinity Stones and return them back. To where, right? Because that was something that the Sorceress Supreme told Bruce when she gave Bruce the Time Stone is that they have to, you know, since they're doing this these missions and collecting all the stones, they have to then go back and replace, put back all the stones from the moment that they were retrieved. Otherwise, they're going to start creating all these different branches of reality. So he does. He uh, Hulk's in charge of the machine or Bruce Banner. He says his goodbyes to Bucky uh, and kind of, I didn't catch it. Uh, their, their little conversation kind of foretold on what was going to happen. I think uh, where he says something about don't, don't, don't do anything stupid. Bucky says, you're taking all the stupid with you. From, and that's a callback yeah, from yeah. the first Avenger. Yeah. But then kind of ties Avenger. into what Steve Rogers does after he returns to stones. Um, cause we, he's only supposed to be gone a couple seconds to them. Uh, but 
he does right it, it's going to be as right. long as he needs to do the job to do the job so he's supposed to come back and they're like where's he at where's he at and then they pan out to the scene where there's the guy sitting on the bench overlooking i think it was a lake um so uh he actually ended up going back and staying around with uh peggy right that's her name peggy so yep sarah or natalie or something yeah so so he did his job returned the stones and then like one of his you know biggest regrets was uh you know he didn't get that last dance with her that they talked about yeah when he was crashing the plane so they got their last dance and he ended up living Uh, now we could talk all day about the alternate realities there uh, during that time period there would be two captain americas floating around but the way i i read it explained is that it was uh they were just it was you know there wasn't a chance they would meet because once he went back then it was almost uh they weren't living in the same time it, it, it was an alternate rea- reality so they were even though they were going on yeah. at the same time it, it didn't affect either one so and then he right. then he came back assuming he came back after she passes away so right assuming so uh, and then he gives up his shield to to falcon. right falcon which was a surprise to me and i think from anyone that you know is at all familiar with comics um i mean in the comics it does get passed on to falcon but m- more of the storylines in the comics go to where it's passed on to Bucky. So did Falcon then become Bucky. Captain America or is he just Falcon with a shield in the comic? I don't know. Um, I mean, in the comics, Bucky goes on to be okay. Captain America. Um, so I don't know where they're going to go with this. And um, if it, it's going to be interesting to see if the Disney plus series that's going to be on Disney plus um what's it falcon uh, um, and the uh falcon and well yeah yeah the winter soldier the winter soldier and falcon whatever it's called um if, is that going to be post end game or i i what makes sense most sense to me is that's going to be post end game i don't know if that's going to show the two of them kind of creating another group of avengers right. i don't i don't know um, but I imagine we'll see the shield again. Yeah. There. So that was pretty. I do have to say though, that, um, cause the Marvel has been really good at de-aging people that we've oh, seen yeah. in several yeah. movies, the aging and, and some of it could be makeup. You know, a lot of from it could I, have been makeup. I read, um, I don't know from how what much I read. It, it was a lot of CGI. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but they, so they did a fantastic job, I think. And I also read that it wasn't someone else's voice. Um, they might've doctored it a little bit, but it was pretty much all, um, Chris Evans doing that voice for old Captain America, old Steve Rogers. Yep. So that, and I don't know, that made me very happy at the end to see that he got his, basically the life he always wanted with Peggy, you know? So, so and then that's that's the end. Yeah, and, uh, the end obviously going into it, I I asked you, I asked a couple other people about end credits, mid credits. They didn't have any um, end credits, mid credits. It was even shared at our theater on a sign. Uh, 
I guess what they did have, which I didn't stick around in here, I guess at the end, there's a sound of a hammer hitting metal, um, which they say is just a reminder when Tony Stark was building his first Iron Man suit back in 2008. That's what it sounded like. So just a quick nod to Tony, I guess. So, yeah, the 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 superhero and the movie that basically started this whole saga. So that's our review. Pretty long review. (laughs) Hopefully we didn't bore anybody. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be this long um, once it's posted, but we've been sitting here for, as of right now, two hours and 50 minutes. So we've almost been sitting here recording for the entire length of it's going to be two hours plus I, I, I would think, but, uh, yeah, because we started pretty on the pretty a lot sooner than right. we normally so, do. Uh, yeah, hopefully, if you, uh, you hopefully you heard our uh, our warning that there was going to be spoilers because we pretty much talked about most everything. A few we things we skipped or went over quickly, but uh, I, I got to talk about everything I wanted to. Um, and now, now, now that I've talked about it more, maybe it moves up in my top twenty-two. Uh, I don't know, maybe up to number two. Um, but it definitely, I, Iron Man for me is still my, my favorite Marvel movie. So, um, so good, good movie. Uh, glad I got to see it. Got to go see it again. Maybe even a third time. Definitely. We'll be, we'll be buying it when it comes out. Um, should be, should be loaded with some special features. Maybe, uh, def, definitely oh, watch sure. it. Ho- hopefully yeah. they have a director's, uh, I don't know what they call it, director's cut or whatever, where they they play the movie and they'll they'll talk about something. That would be yeah, that would be, be, it'd be really cool to have it with a lot of the cast. Uh, you're you're going to make that three hour movie into at yeah. least a four hour yeah, movie. So, so if you haven't, you know, if you're still with us and you haven't seen it, um, well, I guess we can invite all those people back. We're almost done, but you can come back. All the all the not. I, I I was thinking we're about to sign all, all the non-spoiler people. Uh, what? Welcome back to Welcome the non-spoiler back. people. If you uh, once you do go see Endgame, you know, load us back up and uh, listen to what we have to say. See if you uh, see see what you think. We would we would love to hear from you, um, whether you've seen it or not, uh, or when you do see it, uh, shoot us a shoot us an email, uh, talkingdisneypodcast at gmail uh, and if you want your your email read uh, on the next episode, let us know. Um, I would love to have emails to read just to see what you guys thought, if you hated it or not. Uh, believe it or not, there's some people out there I've read that absolutely hated it. Um, I don't see how, but um, maybe they hated Tony Stark or Diane or, you know. Well, that's, that's something I, I'd yeah. like to mention just real quick. Um, I was prepared for someone okay. to die in this. Uh, movie, non-spoiler people right? don't come back yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hold on, turn us back off. Um, I was prepared for someone to die in this movie, right? I was prepared for it to be Captain America. I full heartedly thought it was going to be Captain America that was going to okay. die in this movie. Um, I was not yeah, expecting. I had it no to clue be who it would be. Not until like the last little bit there, like right before, um, you know, Doctor Strange gives him the the one and, and everything. Up until that point, I I still thought Captain America was going to get 
Nick. Yeah, so we ended up like losing Ka- Tony Stark, uh, Natasha, and that was it, I think, right? Everybody else came back. Um, oh, yeah. Vision, oh, yeah, Vision Vision's from, still gone. From, uh, he was killed in the, the before, but as far yeah. as this movie goes. Yeah, yeah, as far as this movie, Tony, um, Natalie, Black Widow. Uh, Is it Natasha or it. Natalie? I keep calling her Natasha. Oh, uh, pretty sure it's Natasha. Because oh, she's yeah, like it's Russian Natasha. or something, I don't right? know why I said Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, just yeah, make it's, sure. it's Natasha. Make sure I'm not wrong. I said Natalie. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this Good. time you're not. So, all right, now this people can come back um but yeah great movie go see it go see it again uh they haven't uh you know they've made over two billion they need more of your money so go see it yeah yeah exactly so you've seen it once there'll, there'll be more things that again. i'll be looking Give for more the second time so um oh yeah see, yeah i wish we were closer so we could go you, you know could drive to Cheyenne. for for both of our second times we could go see it again together yeah yeah, yeah. That's like an sure, eight-hour sure. drive, so, man. But like I said, if you, I could. That's like an eight-hour drive, man. You could come <laughs> to Logan. <laughs> All right. So if you uh, if you have any comments, questions, etc., uh, I gave you the email address. I'll give it to you again. Talking Disney Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we are on social media still. Uh, Facebook. Uh, search for us, uh, Talking Disney Podcast on Twitter. Talking Disney. Uh, we're probably going to introduce some new, maybe social media might look at some Instagram later, uh, some more announcements, um, uh, possibly a website coming, but we'll let you guys know. So that's all we got on Endgame. Uh, three hours and two minute movie. Almost. Uh, we've almost been sitting here for three hours and two minutes <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. Uh, just about, just about. So, uh, and I didn't have to get up to go to the bathroom once. So see, I don't know. I don't know what that was about, but, uh, that's all I got to say. Hopefully, uh, you guys enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh Uh-huh. It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, (laughs) Goofy? Oh, oh. Now Now it's time time to say say goodnight. To all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. It's always Mickey Mouse. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. Yeah. <laughs>